What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to uh, Spawncast. Evan, what episode are we on right now? 118. 118. Now, we don't actually have... Uh, we didn't have a plan originally for after August 1st when they're going to get rid of the uh, Hangout stuff, but Evan actually made a layout on his Twitch channel. Right, Evan? So we're, we're, we're just about there then. So we're going we're gonna to have a cool layout and everything, basically uh, because we have to after August 1st. Yeah, you saw the. Uh, I sent you the message with it, right? Yeah, so it, it's it's looking good. We're gonna have a, a, all kinds of cool stuff going on there, so it'll be a bit better looking, um, and uh, hopefully that'll be a bit more fun to watch that way and everything too. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't a particularly busy week this past week in games, but I brought everyone together. We'll still go over some stuff, and we'll talk about some of the stuff we've been playing as well. Let's uh, start from the left here. We have Max Streamcast guy. What's going on tonight, man? Uh, man, I am addicted to Mario Maker 2 way more than I ever thought I was going to be. I can't stop. It's too good. Mario Maker 2, huh? Yeah, you know what? That's, I think that's, that's fine. That makes sense. I, I just see so many people posting levels online right now. So it's, it's, it, uh, I, it's, it's made me enjoy Twitter in such a different way because so many people just post a level and you get to be the first person ever to beat it. That's such like an interesting feeling to see like zero people have played this level. I love that. People are just getting creative too. We could talk a bit more about that yeah, uh, yeah. when we get to what we're playing. But uh, yeah, people are getting very creative with the the level building, uh, definitely. And then uh, Evan, what's going on tonight, Evan? Uh, not much. I've been playing a ton of stuff this week, though. Tons oh, of good. Stuff going all yep. over the place. Evan can participate. Very nice. <laughs> uh, then we have Jordan. What's going on, man? What's going on? Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, Nate, Nate, I thought you were going to change your picture. Yeah, it's been a long week. It's been a long week. <laughs> I'm not clicking that mouse four times to change that picture. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> That's fine. You're still part of the Walking Dead universe. I'm Borderlands. Um, is that Borderlands? I guess you could go either way with it. I don't know. It looks kind of yeah. Walking Dead. I don't know. Walking Dead's officially dead. Borderlands oh, yeah, 3 is upcoming, so I'm like True. viral marketing. I'm okay. handsome Nate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, OJ Player Essence with us tonight. What's going on, man? I'm still doing good, man. I'm, I haven't been playing too much this week, but I did play a pretty cool Switch port this week, so we can talk about that. Okay, okay. Very cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, you're having some fun on Twitch. I saw, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, having some fun on Twitch. Yes, Twitch is fun. It's very fun. Thank you for everybody that from that came out. I appreciate it. A lot of, a lot of people say, oh, I came over from the Spawncast, you know, so thank you. I appreciate oh, that. Good. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, check them out there. You stream uh, pretty much every day doing that, and it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah. been building up, so... Twitch TV uh, backslash player essence. And I, yeah, I stream every day. So you guys can watch. It's, it's fun. Cool. All right. Very good. So what's, uh, what's everyone been playing? Let's, let's just do that. Let's just jump into the, into the, what everyone's been playing. Oh, Andy Ackerman with the big 20 saying sup gents. How's it going, <laughs> Andy? Good to see you here tonight. Uh, thanks as always. Good to have you here. Uh, we'll go through the, We'll go over some of the super chats when we get to about nine 30, but let's just go over what everyone's been, uh, what everyone's been playing. Max, you said Mario maker two. We we talked about it a little bit last week as well, but you want to talk a bit more because now it's now we're like a weekend and the community is going crazy with this thing. So yeah, I mean, let man. me know about this one. The creativity is is super. It's just so explosive. I mean, there are literally thousands and thousands of levels being posted every day. Um, as some people may know, I was actually a huge fan of the original Mario Maker. That is my favorite Wii U game by far. Um, this feels so different somehow. Like, I feel like the speed run tag is different. The multiplayer is broken, honestly, but it feels, <laughs> it feels the community feels fresher. It's just idea, idea, idea. I'm really hooked on it. I mean, there's a lot more people, I guess, technically 
that would be playing it because there's a lot more switches out there. Maybe that's it. Maybe just more people are picking it up and they're yeah. uh, they're trying it out. Well, it could be like the the from Destiny One to Destiny Two or or Division One to Division Two, where it's not that much of an advance of a game, but the community's been at it for so many years that the sequel sort of just refreshes everything. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, it, it did. It also. So you're saying people are just re- they were just ready for it then? Yeah, I, it's just they they had already practiced. All the ideas were already there. People have just literally been at the drawing board. So when it came out, it's just every weird experiment at once hitting the wall yeah and it's already sold much more than the first one in like its first few days so it's it, like the, if you compare the weeks the first week to like the 3ds or the wii u version it like doubled it i think in the uk for physical sales and we saw it on the famitsu sales charts it jumped over them pretty easily so uh, yeah this one's gonna be this one's gonna be interesting to see going forward how it how it it might end up being like a mario kart how that just always sells i could see yeah. mario maker 2 being the same thing like at this point if i look at the shelf i don't know why i would buy new super mario bros like you deluxe instead of mario maker 2 i don't really know why i would do that at this point that's why i came out first yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean yeah that's, that's it uh i don't really know why i wouldn't just buy mario maker 2 that's like the obvious one to get but well i i also feel like it's gonna pull in a lot of the minecraft and terraria scene oh, this yeah. one does feel even more crafty just because of all the pipes and extra tools and stuff so i really think that it's gonna get uh, like all those people at once what's that what's what's your favorite level you played so far max Honestly, there's some good ones by Austin John Plays. The ones I'm really addicted to, they have Japanese names, so I, I can't even read them. Uh, okay. Okay. Some of the top stuff right now are these speedrun levels. Uh, it's like a weird gimmick right now where you have 20 seconds to beat the level, and they'll mark all of the jumps with coins. So it almost feels like a rhythm game because it's it's not even about the music. It's not about anything. It's just timing. So it's just like jump, 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 jump. And it, they're so fun because it feels so punishing. And I also want to say real quick, people are talking about Shadowbringers in chat. Hell yes. Like Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers is insane. Yeah, you're having a good time with that? Yeah, dude, it's it's some of the best Final Fantasy writing we've seen in about 10 years. Like, oh. they they basically rebooted the whole game. They take the main character to a new universe. You're sort of playing the bad guys and fighting angels. It's crazy. Do you think it's uh, weird that Microsoft allegedly is the one blocking crossplay for that? Yeah, and I bet they're probably regretting it. Because right now, uh, the game is so popular right now, sometimes there's a 30-minute queue to log in. Just because wow. so many millions of people are... Are flooding into the game right now like never before so i bet microsoft is going oh damn it that's interesting Dang, that's microsoft's wow. blocking microsoft's blocking yeah it is that's weird the rumor, they, they, yeah. they explain well apparently the like the developers themselves or whatever explained it they said that with microsoft the rules for an mmo rpg compared to a first person shooter for crossplay are different so like apparently voice chat across an mmo cannot be done through crossplay with Microsoft because it's an MMO for whatever reason. And it was something else with, I want to say it was purchasing and stuff like different things in the game. Mm-hmm. It was, it definitely had voice chat though, as one of the things that was blocked, yeah. um, which is weird. Apparently it's Microsoft blocking that game though. Cause which is didn't, strange. Didn't they originally say it was Sony? Yes. That's the weird part. That's the part that confused me too, but they went into some detail and pointed out the differences from Microsoft. So it sounds yeah. weird that, Microsoft be like, nah, we don't want to work with you guys and get this game that seems to be popular. Oh, it's I've been watching it on Twitch, um, and it's been fantastic to watch. It's been really cool. I think the game's dope. You know, hmm. 
I mean, it's popular in Japan, right, Max? It's huge in Japan. Yeah, there's a lot of like auto. So you, when you play in America, you're playing with Americans, but people right. can opt to play with you. So there'll be Japanese players in my game sometimes. And there's like actually some sort of auto translation system where you can say like landmark names and stuff in Japanese. So it's it's a very multilingual game. It's definitely really big all over the world right now. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Final Fantasy 14, and maybe maybe Microsoft just says, well, we're not we don't really do anything in Japan. We're not gonna we're not gonna that, worry much that's about it. Probably it, yeah. But then they're also the ones bringing Fantasy Star, you know, online two over. So it's that's weird. It's weird. Okay, that's fine. Um, Evan, you said you played a lot. I've been playing a lot, yeah. Mario Maker Two, of course. I mean, that's yeah, I've been yeah. tinkering around with building a level recently, so we're gonna. Ooh, you gonna post maybe, that thing up? Possibly, yeah. It's gonna feel a lot like a classic Super Mario World level because I that was like my favorite of all the series, so I was really trying to recapture that. Uh, then, of course, we have Steam Summer Sale, so I picked up Call of Cthulhu, which is actually really cool. It's a investigation game, but it has RPG elements to it as well. Is this on? Uh, was this on Steam? Yeah. For the Steam Summer Sale? Or yeah, it was, it was pretty cheap. Uh, I picked up Agents of Mayhem because uh, another... I saw that fire up and I was like, yeah. why is he playing that? I had, well, I had a Twitch streamer bring it up and I was watching him play it and I was like, this looks better than Crackdown 3. <laughs> it so, is better than, it is better it's than Crackdown It's so much 3, better yeah. than Crackdown 3. It's actually just mindlessly fun. It's kind of awesome. I see Call of Cthulhu here for 27? Yeah. Yeah, okay. How's that? It's really good. Uh, Interesting. A lot of elements to it, a lot of jump scare, but also like maddening horror type stuff. It, oh. I'm in like a stealth section right now. I got to get through. And then let's see. I just picked up Sea of Solitude today and beat it. It's like a three hour Ooh. long game. How did, how did you like that one? Because I saw that one uh, on, uh, I saw it pop up on, because that's an EA Originals. Yep. $20 game, I think. I um, love that. The game's tech, the way it looks, the art style, amazing. It's incredible. The is way they wrote it, the way they wrote it and voiced it, kind of detracted from it. Is that not on Steam? Uh, no, I think it's Unreal. The Unreal Shop exclusive. Oh, Epic. Wow, man, they snapped that one up too, huh? Man. Yeah. So I picked it up on PlayStation, so I just played it there. Dude, look, let's see what happens when you plug that PlayStation in. Now you're in trouble, man. <laughs> He's using that PlayStation now, man. Uh, interesting. I saw that and it looked, the art style looked interesting. And their, their style is great. And it, it, there's moments in the game that'll really blow you away. Like when the, the water actually gets like ripped apart and you're just on land under it. It's really cool looking. But then just the voiceover, the acting, all of it, the story, it's just, it keeps shoving what you're looking at in your face by saying it out loud for some reason, just over and over. And it's really weird. Hmm. Um, did you play anything else? Uh, I've just been going back and forth with other older games as well. Samurai Showdown, playing a little bit more of that. Uh, Dota Underlords, because auto chess, why not? So, you know. Oh, all right, nice. What about, uh, what about Jordan? A lot of Mario Maker 2. I've been trying to play it. You know, before I go to sleep every night, just kind of pull out the switch and and play it a bit. I I actually created my first level ever. Um, it's nothing okay. too crazy. How did how did how did you take to the level editor stuff? Because I just I haven't gotten used to it. I I, I haven't put a lot of time into it though. So. At first, it was kind of like weird to get used to what buttons do what, and like accidentally like putting something somewhere and deleting it. Like it it, it seems like I'm doing more steps to get things done, mm -hmm. but. Once, like, you go to the wheels and can switch stuff out and learn where every little piece is, I think it's pretty easy to uh, to get used to. My level I made wasn't, like, anything crazy, but it was just, like, a test to see if I could do it since I never really did that in the first Mario Maker. 
Um, so it was cool. I'll probably make a few more levels in the future to, to try it out, but I'm definitely having a lot of fun playing the online levels. It, it's an endlessly playable game. There's so many awesome, cool levels out there that are like replicating other Mario games like as best as they can in 2D. Like there's some really cool Super Mario Galaxy levels that people have made and some Mario Kart levels, which is really cool. That's interesting. People were doing Mario Kart levels. Yeah. Already. There was one where you just get in a cart, basically, and it, it, as long as you go, it'll like track it for you. But it's really cool how fast they made it seem like you Dude, go. We, we need a we need a Mario uh, cart maker. I I've been saying it. We need it. They, they, they should do that. it or or somehow DLC yeah. it into this. Um, they probably won't because they know they can make more money. Oh my but, gosh, uh, they would make an obscene amount of money doing that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. <coughs> and speaking of racing, I've been playing a bit of CTR some more. I've been playing that online. Yeah, online's pretty stable. I haven't had any issues. It's with gotten online. better. It was really bad, apparently, day one. Like, yeah, it was, like broken. Yeah. And uh, they patched that pretty quick. It's um, gotten better, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot better. Uh, I think scaling, like, there, there's definitely issues, like, level scaling, like, with certain people I'm playing with. Like, if I, let's say, because I played this on my PlayStation account, which I put more time in my Xbox version that I had, mm-hmm. uh, but I play with my friends on PlayStation, and like they already have all the unlockable stuff and they're already like way leveled up with, you know, like they have everything unlocked, right? They got the best carts, all the cool characters, everything. And so it does seem like there is a bit of disadvantage if you're coming on online with nothing and everyone else has stuff unlocked. It's going to be harder to get into the higher placements. Right. Uh, but other than that, I, it's pretty good online. Still a lot of fun, fast racing and, and you get a match in and you're good. So that's that's about it this week for me, really. What about uh, what about Nate? Nate, you play a lot of weird games. Hit us with a weird one. Um, trying to think of it was a weird game this week. I think nothing actually weird in the oh, sense wow. of like really what the hell type weird. I've been playing What Remains of Edith Finch on Switch. I love oh. that one. Yeah, I'll say how's that? Right. That's a weird game, but the port for the Switch is pretty good. Is it minor okay. hiccups, but nothing too drastic. Okay, it's not like a bloodstained situation. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, I think I've just been playing, yeah, Mario Maker Two, Blazing Chrome. Yeah, Blazing Chrome's still not out yet, is it? That's like on the eleven. No, You've had that yeah. game forever, man. I've had it for a couple of weeks now. You've had that thing forever. That's yeah. appara- I, that's apparently hitting Game Pass like day one, which is interesting. That's just dropping right on there. Oh, um, that's a good move for them. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably get uh, more eyes on it than on Microsoft on the Xbox. Yeah, retro style game on the Xbox. Do it on Game Pass. More people will be inclined to try it there because it probably sell best on Switch. Just considering it's like a Super NES styled game. Yeah, apparently, I mean, a lot of people have a Switch alongside their other consoles, so maybe they're thinking if I, we throw it on Game Pass, then maybe they'll be inclined to also buy it on like the Switch if they really like it or something, uh, just to play when they're not at home. But yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, did you who played who played Red Faction? Because I played Red Faction on the Switch this past week. I, I played it. Yeah, played maybe I played like an hour or two of it. Uh, I I played that one, just not on Switch. You didn't like it as much, Max. You told me that. You, you said you weren't as much of a fan I, of that one. I actually don't like that one at all. No, I I even got the remake of it, the remastered edition on PS4 mm-hmm. last year. Um, it's that I I find the game boring because it has one really cool trick. And it never does anything else. And it's wreck everything. I mean, something that's interesting about that game is you can literally get a sledgehammer and destroy an entire tower piece by pixel. And it's very interesting, but like three or four hours into the game, it's like, all right, now destroy this base. It's kind of like, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like blowing stuff up in it. So I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does that well. Up. Hell yeah. 
Uh, oh, welcome to uh, Super Superhero Solution. Welcome, new member. Thank you. Uh, Evan has emotes and stuff in there for you. Um, yeah, I was having fun with it. I thought it was actually a pretty good port, all things considered, for the Switch because they have the performance mode and the and the uh, the what you call the quality mode. But I played it last year on the Xbox One X as well, and I really liked it there. So it, it's really really clean looking on the Xbox One X. They have a uh, full 4K mode and everything. Um, but but I had a uh, I had I had played it on the Switch and I, I liked it. It was fun. It ran well. If you never played it, it might be worth picking up if you like blowing stuff up um and uh, i was having fun with it what about uh what do you think of it oj you played a little bit of it didn't you yeah i actually played it uh it's i think it's about the 10 year anniversary of that game isn't it it's been a long time it came yeah, out in 2009 right 2009 yeah i remember i remember yeah i remember playing it back in 2009 i think um yeah i just remember playing it. i think it was like summer playing or something like that back in 2009 i remember loving it back then i played on the ps3 picked it up played the online multiplayer played the single player beat all of that pretty much 100 of the game for the most part um, the game, what I like about the game the most is, you know, yeah, you're just blowing stuff up a lot and everything like that's kind of, there isn't a ton of different stuff within the main missions, but there's a lot of side quests that you can do like, uh, defending a base or like, uh, shooting and like, you have to like take down towers, like with like a rocket gun or something like that, or demolition on a certain thing. And there's like, uh, times like, so there's like time trials and stuff like that. Uh, there, I don't know if there, I don't remember if there's like some racing stuff and I don't think there is really, but, uh, there's fun driving missions where you sit yes. in the back of a car. Those are awesome where everyone's chasing you. So those sort of feel like racing missions. Yeah. And like there's like missions like where like you drive through like towers. You have to like destroy <laughs> towers, like driving through them. So there's a lot of variety, I think, with uh, some of the side stuff that you can do. Has a nice open world to it. Um, I like I, I like the game. I've liked the game since back then. And I think they even refined the shooting and made it look better. It's tighter. feels a little bit better on the shooting. They have full motion controls if you're into that. Uh, they have HD Rumble, all that's kind of built into there. So um, I enjoyed the remake. Um, I enjoyed the, the original game on PS3. Uh, the sequel sucks uh, to that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sequel wasn't that good. That's right. Was, I don't know why they literally killed a good thing. The game sold well. It did well. They're like, oh, let's just take everything out of this game that made the, the first one. Oh, I remember that. that. Yeah, Magic is the, is the the last game they did, like Magic Aliens. It's yeah, again. Armageddon. Yeah, I, I seem to recall it. You had magic or something weird like that. Yeah, but it's like linear. It's like linear, and they took out a lot of the stuff that made the. I mean, what? Yeah, oh my it, god! I had no idea. Oh my it's god! It's the yeah. underground of Mars. Basically, yeah. is the story, and so you're underneath Mars shooting aliens, not really destroying too much. Yeah. Oh that, no. And I remember playing it for a bit. I'm like, man, this sucks compared to the other game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, didn't they try to bring some elements of like Saints Row style humor into it too? I thought I remember there was like a rainbow gun in that that would rip through oh, things. No. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was like a special like weird gun. There was that was, that was at the time where like every game tried to have like one weird gun to advertise their game. Like that like that Saints Row 3, like everyone had like a weird funny gun to to advertise in the pre-order campaign just literally ripped that same world and then just made different missions and it, i mean it, it might not have been done as good as the first game but or as good as the gorilla but it still would have done better than what armor because that's basically what killed red faction right there was that game and that sales so uh but in terms of the red faction gorilla they remastered the right one good thing they didn't go back to armageddon so they remastered the right one i think it's good and it's, it's 30 bucks so not bad on the switch you can get it now or you can wait for it to be cheaper but overall i i enjoyed the game i enjoyed it I enjoyed the game 10 years ago. I enjoy the game now. So, so yeah, I've been, I was playing that. I played Mario Kart. I played uh, uh, that Mario Kart. What else did I play? That That's really it. Yeah, that and Mario Kart. So that's – I sent a link to you guys. That's the weapon in the game. It's, it's You basically hold a unicorn that, like, freaks out, and it shoots oh, yeah. rainbows from its butt. I played uh, – I also played Outer Wilds. A little bit of that. I'm like an hour or two into that one. It's – 
interesting. It's on Game Pass, so they, they just dropped it right on there. Um, but from what I could tell so far, it's one of those games that's kind of like uh, like Groundhog Day sort of so far, where if you like if you die, it takes you right back to when you wake up on the planet and you're looking up at the stars. But it's basically you exploring like space and everything. Uh, and it could tell it's an indie game because it has some like jank to it. But it's actually been pretty fun so far. I'm a little surprised. It's uh, it's it's kind of slow. So like. I went to a planet. You have a, a weapon, basically, that I, I thought it was a weapon, but it can actually like hear audio from far away, even through different planets. And the mm. universe is kind of small, so you get in your ship and you use like your boosters to get off of the planet and then go to other planets and asteroids and stuff. And it's it's kind of fun. I need to play a little bit more because the idea of it is you're trying to figure out a mystery surrounding the whole game, and you're kind of working through it. I don't want to have anything spoiled because people were talking about it online. So I didn't look too much into it, but the one planet I went to is like this planet that's completely busted open and in the middle of it, that's holding it all together is a black hole. So I tried to jump over it and I ended up falling into the black hole. Awesome. Like the first hour in. Um, so, you're, so you're saying this is Mario galaxy. Yeah, I would. I think it's kind of neat. Uh, Outer wilds. It's uh, it's on game pass. I'm probably gonna play a little more of it tonight, but I also just got a bunch of GameCube games and I've been playing GameCube games all day. So <laughs> when I had time, I ended up just playing a bunch of GameCube games. So I just played games from like the early 2000s for like most of the day when I had time. Did anybody and I know we can't talk much about it if y'all did, but did anybody else get Soul Seraph? I did not. Uh, I don't know what that game is. It's it's a random little indie game. It's being funded by Sega and it's basically Act Razor 2, like the PlayStation game where you play as an angel and chop people up. Um it's it's interesting. I'm going to be making a big hmm. video about it uh, on Malad to talk about it on Monday, but it's just so it's, it's it's the next Act Razor then. Yeah, it's it's basically Act Razor hmm. 2 and it sounds like they poached a lot of the development team, the original like the original dude who did the music came back. I'm playing that right now. It's really it's super retro and it's on PS4, Xbox One and I think Switch. It's really interesting. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. I, you'll have to, yeah, I'll see your video on that one. I would check out. Did anyone else check out Outer Wilds yet? I've I've heard a lot about it. I heard there's nine planets. I heard a lot of people saying that you, it's one of those games you have to play like two hours at a time. It's great. I've heard people say you can beat people it in about really twenty hours. To, people really seem to like that game. Like yeah. I saw online, I was like, I'll download it, and it has kind of the sense of calm. Like you could play it like as mm -hmm. a relaxing game. But uh, I'd be curious, Jordan. You should check that one out. I, I, yeah, you have Game I've, Pass, right? Yeah, I've heard some interesting things about it. Um, I would just be curious. I didn't know it was on Game Pass, though, so that's what? good for me. Is it a, is it a rogue game? What What's the point? Kind of, like, because when I was playing it, when I died, you keep your progress, basically, but it sends you back to the planet you started on, but then you can just get in your ship and just rock it right off anyway. So the ship's uh, basically just a, a respawn point. Technically, yes, but, like, the people around you don't remember that time has, or don't know that time has passed. It's kind of weird. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the game because when you go back, the idea in the beginning is to go get launch launch codes. After you get the launch codes, you can then take off. So if you die while you're in space, you go back and the guy that's sitting there at the campfire tells you to go get launch codes again. And you're like, I already have them. And he, he's like, oh, I must have missed you go getting them. So like uh, people around you don't seem to like they seem to go Weird. back in time, but you don't. Yeah, so I'm Weird. I'm trying to figure out what's going on there, but it's it's kind of interesting. There's, there's a bit of a mystery to it. So, and there's like these weird other alien beings that you're 
technically interacting with kind of like they're leaving hints and stuff and you're finding them on the different planets. So it's kind of neat. I've heard a lot of people uh, say it's basically the the witness for this year because, you know, the game The Witness was one mm-hmm. of those weird puzzle games that people were literally saying, like telling stories of having to have a pad and paper to figure it out. I've heard a lot of people say that's probably the witness for this year of like yeah. the puzzle game that everybody's stuck thinking about. I see some people yeah, mentioning Majora's Mask kind of actually. Oh. It kind of has a little bit of that. I'll admit. I'll admit. Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, where the time travel stuff going on there. So I, I need to play a bit more to see what, what else is going on, but it's, it has my attention. I'll say that. So it's uh, it's again, anyone else tried it, it's on game pass. You can download it as an indie studio that made it. So, um, it has good reviews online. So might be, might be worth, uh, might be worth checking out. Um, did we get everybody? Did I get Jordan? I got Evan. We got everybody. That's, that's mostly what I've been playing. Then Mario maker two, of course, and GameCube games. I played Mario strikers today. Nice. I like Mario Strikers. That is an awesome game. Um, Specifically on the GameCube. The on game the GameCube, yes, yeah. the GameCube one. Yeah, definitely that one. And then I played. Uh, what else? Did I? I played Mario Strike or Mario Strikers, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Another game I really like. Two or one. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of GameCube games. I'm, I've decided I'm going to try to complete my GameCube collection. Get Ooh. Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia uh, on GameCube is really interesting. Yeah, because I think I'm going to another convention later on this year, and I'm going to be looking for some GameCube games there. So. Um, but I ordered lots on eBay to get it, everything kicked off and it's, uh, it's moving pretty well. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, superhero solution with the big 20 saying, keep up the awesome content. And thank you. You got it. Superhero solution. Thanks for the donation. We appreciate it. And we'll be around. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> so we'll keep it up. Uh, let me, uh, let me, let me jump over here and we'll, we'll start up with, uh, one of the topics here being, did you guys see that during the investor gathering of the investors, Nintendo said they want to reinvent the controller in- going into next generation? It seemed like an odd thing to say just out loud. I don't know if they were just talking to the investor with like investor speak saying we're going to reinvent the controller and make something new for people to use as the new default. Because, I mean, if you look back, they brought the D-pad into existence and everyone uses that still. The analog stick, they popularized the analog stick after Atari attempted to make it work. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do here because I guess technically the Wii remote it was used after that came out to do something like the PlayStation Move controllers and stuff. Mm-hmm. What uh, I'm not, I've been trying to figure out how they could do this. I thought about the Steam controller briefly because that has like the haptic touchpads. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I wonder if they would look into that and and try to change that up. And then we've seen the modular controllers, but I really I have no idea what Nintendo could do because we can't really wrap our mind around something that doesn't exist yet. If I had to make a complete, absolute shot in the dark guess, there's been a lot of advancements in technology of stuff that connects to your hand, where you literally put sensors at the tip of each finger and stuff, and it lets you actually physically grab things. I feel like the person who would finally get that right in a cheap way would be Nintendo. Dude, and that been, would be insane. They've been doing stuff and experiments already to have like pulse monitors, and they did those experiments for a while of like a horror game that would get scarier uh, depending on like how scared you are and stuff like that i feel like if anybody's gonna do that like straight up i could definitely see a nintendo glove called the power yeah so we're thinking power glove 2.0 are they gonna do that they're doing the power glove all over again yeah (laughs) yeah, it's gonna be called power -er -er glove oh man what was that what was that other thing they had that was was called the the U the u-force right where you just kind of make motions in like a field and it pretended to do stuff (laughs) i I, i'm trying to figure out if they go back in time and grab an old design they had and 
like reinvent it for the modern era with the new technology, like I mean, the power glove. Well, I mean, sort of the virtual boy. I mean, I do feel like the virtual boy sort of got reborn in the whole Labo VR. That feels very virtual boy to me of like, it's not about full experiences. It's about interesting little tastes. Yeah, they, that, yeah, you're right. Actually, I guess they kind of did do that again. Um, I don't, I don't know if Nate, do you have any idea what they could be doing with the controller? I think it was just investor talk. You think it was just investor talk? You don't, you don't think the next gen controller is going to be like this crazy new thing? No, I think this is, this is the same company who came off the GameCube and said, here's the Wiimote because modern day controllers are too intimidating for new gamers. So Mm -hmm. if the only way they could go is to create another controller that has less buttons, but more and more developers are making games that require more buttons. Yeah. So it's just them saying we're innovating in a way controllers something on our mind it doesn't mean the switch 2 is all going to sound with some like transforming <laughs> controller of some weird type of thing it's just investor talk of saying we're looking to the future we're looking to innovate in new ways we're looking to come up with a maybe a new idea that catches on like you brought up the d-pad the analog stick but it was also nintendo that really made touchscreen a mainstream thing and that's why we see phones with the touchscreens and the gaming excel on them so well because of something like the ds yeah yeah I, I do wonder if they have something else in mind similar to that like something that like everyone will use eventually because i don't touch screens mixed with games at the time seemed weird i don't think they would ever do like a controller with a touch screen on it like that but i mean i guess you never know well they kind of did that it was called the wii u and nobody wanted it <laughs> no no but I, I mean like an actual controller not like whatever the abomination was that they used for the wii u the, the gamepad I mean, and, the Hasbro tablet. <laughs> that, that's super chat. I'm sorry. I'm so distracted by that super chat. Shame on you, Andy. <laughs> what is it? Oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, that's the problem. We really can't wrap our mind around what they would even think I mean, about. You could look at some of Nintendo's patents for like when they were coming up with new controller ideas for the GameCube and the Wii. Like one controller was just a big star. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it, it, well, yeah. How is I'm gonna play Super Smash Brothers Melee while smacking a star? Like, no, they still have to conform to industry it was, standards. It was funny because they were like, We got a lot of stuff in RD, and most of it's not gonna leave that RD room. So you'll see something from there, but it makes you wonder what like gets left in there because it's gotta be some crazy oh, wow. ideas. Yeah. Like some of those ideas have to be insane. And but, a lot of times we see them later on through concept art and like patents that end up getting pushed out. But yeah, like the only thing I can see Nintendo doing is looking at something like the Xbox Elite controller and implementing paddles and some customization yeah. options that e- that go for you know all brands of gamers for accessibility reasons and such. And that's where I could see them trying to push a standard controller that way where you can just customize with the paddles accessibility options and stuff like that Mm. otherwise like i don't see them coming out with some radical new concept well i feel like i feel like they're a chunk of the way there with the joy cons themselves i mean it's just two halves of a controller you attach to a main object to make a singular controller what if they just had alternate forms of like the right half and the left half so you could almost custom craft the controller you wanted in the first place like like why would why would that not be a thing like you could have a d-pad on the left and you could also have uh, a six button layout on the right because that's what you would want instead of whatever they have normally just because maybe you play more fighting games on it or anything like that i think that could that minor thing could be just a great way to hmm. go about doing it yeah, that's, that's kind of what i was thinking i was thinking they're gonna take because they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna ditch the switch concept because it's too 
it's too convenient. It's like too good, right? So I don't think they're going to ditch the the whole you can take take it on the go and do whatever. I think they're going to advance that tech. So if they do go in that route, I'm feeling that they're going to do some type of advancement of the Switch Joy-Cons in terms of being able to swap them or do different type of stuff with taking off one of the analog sticks and putting on other stuff. That's what I would think they would do. Um, and if you look at like what they've done before in the past, I mean, they've always done like you know, like the analog stick back in, like N64. That was so cool, right? And maybe they advance HD Rumble to where you guys might like it a little bit more. I know you guys don't really like it, but I like it. So maybe they advance. <laughs> so maybe they advance that to where that's more involved in gaming, you know. So I'm thinking that they're going to do stuff like that. But I think they're always going to have like they're always going to make one of these because even in the Wii era, they made one of these, you know. Um, yeah. So I think they're always going to have that because like it's like yo, that's like a free what, $60 or $50 from people every single time? Because you know people are going to buy that too. So I think I think that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, it's not going to be anything too crazy, but it's going to be something like, okay, this is this is nice. You know, maybe they do something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, actually, absolutely. That'd be, I just want to see what they have in mind, if, if anything at all. Or like you said, Nate, it might just be them just trying to say something to the investor to keep them happy. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, I guess, I don't know. They even, it was interesting. They even mentioned going into next generation. So it was an, it was interesting that they even uh, alluded to that or talked about that briefly. Um, let me get through some of the super chats here. Uh, Ethan R says that a shirtless John stream for charity he should instead sell his bathwater for charity. <laughs> oh man, that was that was that was an interesting day on the internet. Um, Irvin Mendez says, "Hey OJ, why do you switch from YouTube to Twitch?" <laughs> yeah, I have a video explaining why, but uh, essentially, the long story short, I can't trust YouTube for my viewers in terms of how frequent I I stream. YouTube um, is very anti-content creator, to be honest. They 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 can do a lot of stuff to your channel that you don't even know would happen. They can take your channel off. They can strike it down. They can just do a lot of th different things if you stream a lot and does licensed music and all that. And Twitch doesn't do those things, so uh, that's the reason why it, it's it's a trust issue that I have. Okay, fair enough. Oh, and then uh, uh, the hell sh hell shot says, OJ, where can I find that shirt? Uh, yeah, um, Jordan, you said Blockheads. What's the what's the people that do these? Yeah, shirts? It, it was it was uh, Blockhead Studios. They're the uh, they're the ones on Twitter who are running the campaign. I think they're. F I don't know if they figured out a new solution because I believe who they were using uh, had like a copyright thing because of, like the Nintendo symbolism. So they had uh... to stop it for a minute and i think they're still figuring out or they have i'm not sure if there's a new update on that but they're trying to get the rest of the orders that were fulfilled out but they said some of them were canceled but it was only a small percentage of it from the website okay. but uh yeah they're they're the guys who are uh who are organizing the merch can you still buy the merch right now though i'm not i'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if they found a new place um to sell them yet or to set up the uh the shop okay that's all i don't know but okay. uh, as, as far as if you've ordered, majority of those orders should still be going out. Like, I'm still waiting on mine. So, like, they, they should be coming out. But some of them got only a small percentage got canceled. I'll put a link because I, I remember the site now. I'll put a link to it in the chat and you guys can maybe whoever does want it. Because 100% of the donations got or 100% of the, the purchases go to NAMI for mental health. So you'll be helping out. And, of course, you can get some cool merch. You know, I, I bought a bunch myself. So. Yeah. Okay, that'll work. Uh, Ziljan says, uh, thank you for making the job at the warehouse bearable. Got it. Uh, Link's Hero says, I prefer RPGs to have one linear story with one ending. Two plus paths give more storyline gameplay options. However, I just really like a set story. Thoughts? 
So just straight, just one story straight forward rather yeah. than having like multiple endings and anything like that. I, paths. I think some games manage to do it. Like Chrono Trigger has like 16 endings technically or something like that. A bunch uh, of endings, yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's so contained though. And the endings are basically just early endings of, oh, you beat Lavos early or whatever, or ooh, ooh, you didn't revive the main character or whatever. So um, I like that. Uh, yeah, but definitely uh, there are games, and I don't want to throw any games under the bus, but there are certainly games that have too many branching paths, and by the end, I don't even care because I'm so deep into it, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I mean, some games do it right, some games do it wrong. Deus Ex Human Revolution, literally, at the end, you just pick your ending. You go to a machine and press a button, and it gives you your <laughs> ending. Uh, whereas Witcher 2, depending on a choice you make in the first chapter, changes the second chapter entirely, 100%. I think Fable, I think Fable 2 did that, too, where at the end, you could basically choose which ending you want to go. You, if you save before it, I'm trying to remember Ma- exactly Mass, Effect, Mass Effect 3 did that, too. Which <laughs> you just, just pick an ending, basically, and then you just reload your save and go pick the other ending. Oh man. Uh Sakon 10 says Mario Strikers Wii has better gameplay except for Super Shot. Well, the one of is that the is Super Shot is that the one where you end up like you can score like 10 goals in one shot, like one try. I didn't like that. Um I just like the 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 GameCube version just had I think the purest gameplay. You could just straight up play soccer with slow motion and it was fine. Hmm. Uh Andy Ackerman says uh Power Glove with haptic feedback would bring in a a whole lot of female gamers. And he says Axe Innocent. Ah <laughs> uh, man. Um let me uh let me move over to EA cuz EA is a strange company. <laughs> Did you guys I assume you guys saw the uh the interview. I know Game Industry posted it. I went uh, off on t- <laughs> I, I, What did you what, think about about this uh uh OJ? I, the lack of self-awareness from this guy. Well, I mean, let me go ahead and tell you what. I'll read the quote. Uh, this oh is from Matt Bilby, who is EVP of Strategic Growth at EA, uh, saying 25 years at EA and I still struggle with the ex- external perception that we're just a bunch of bad guys. We love making and playing games. Unfortunately, when we make mistakes on games, the world knows about it because it's of a size and scale. The the weirdest part of that entire so I read the entire article every word of it twice because I kept expecting them to deflect or explain something and they don't the whole time they're like we made these indie games look we funded this stuff over here we make no profit it's like we don't care about the indie games you guys make the most predatory microtransactions in the world what yeah I it's weird they just didn't somehow they didn't understand right oh like, my god he, he even says in 25 years i mean 25 years ago that was a long time ago like you feel like they should have remembered that they used to make more than like six games a year less than actually how many games are they going to end up making this year not yeah. that many if you if yeah. don't count the EA originals because they're just funding that like they're you know like like they have their own studios obviously but like how many games are they going to make outside of sports games Wait, here? I, this is the, the the bunch of bad guys because you guys buy exclusive license how can he not know that people don't like the fact that they buy exclusive licenses that make bad games they buy exclusive license to the nfl and then madden probably still isn't better than nfl 2k5 and i'm not just saying that's not an exaggeration madden probably still today 
isn't better than NFL 2K5. I played Madden 2016 yeah. or whatever, and it's not better than NFL 2K5. People compare them all the time on Twitter. Like they, they'll like they'll get down like crazy. They'll say, oh, they have one punting animation for the new Madden, but like 2K5 had like six or something crazy. I can't blame EA for the NFL license situation. EA took advantage of the opportunity. NFL was pissed that visual concepts and 2k came out with a football game and they priced it at what was it like 30 dollars? it was 20 bucks they got pissed and they took that as an insult so they said screw it we'll shop the license around ea came in and made the deal but then they also did the same thing like, but, but they make bad games that, yeah. that's still not I something mean, they, they're not very good like madden is it's it's like a well-oiled machine they do the same thing but then it's not they don't go above and beyond like they don't really do that and then also you look at like star wars right the Star Wars games aren't good. Dreamcast guy, we all saw your review. Yep. That was ridiculous. They're sitting there and they're- They haven't made a good one, yeah. They're affecting yeah. the multiplayer with microtransactions. Like, well, how can you sit there and say, oh, we're just a bunch of bad- Yes, you're a bunch of bad guys when you're doing stuff like this. Yes, when you do things like this, you're a bunch of bad guys. Yes. It's look, like look what they did to Bioware. Like, that's one of the weird things is, look at, as soon as they stepped in, they stepped in at the end of Mass Effect 3, and what's the worst part? The ending of Mass Effect 3. And then look at Mass Effect Andromeda, and look at the third product by Bioware, which is, of course, freaking- uh, um, Anthem, which is Anthem, in my opinion, is easily one of the worst games of the year. Like, I, I paid for that, played it, and oh my god, is it a mess. It's just one of those things, it, it seems like the EA touch. How can he sit here and say that? He doesn't understand why. Look at what you're doing. You've taken a, a franchise that was rated, Mass Effect 2 is rated 96! 96 on Metacritic, a 96 rating, and you've turned it into a trash franchise. Like that, that is one of the biggest turnarounds that I've seen in such a short. It was, a, I think, Mass Effect Three is like a 93, right? 92 or 93. Yeah. You got a franchise that's literally like triple A, whatever the case is, and you've turned it into a gutter franchise at this point. See, right? That's where I can't blame EA for that either. I blame Bioware. I think Bioware's lost a lot of talent. They've lost their touch. Their games are respecting their yeah. development. If, if you remember. If you remember that article that we all read a couple months back, that kind of yep. explains a lot like, of EA input. Yeah. There, there's a lot of EA problems in there, but there was also a lot of internal Bioware issues uh, yeah. in terms of the secondary teams, in terms of the leaders. Magic. Yeah, the, the management in Bioware that had no idea what they were doing and how many times they got swapped out in between doing that and getting yeah, ready for I think uh, in Anthem, a way, so. EA's kind of helped Bioware stay afloat. I think if Bioware were still on their own, they may not be around right now. now I, dude, I I fully disagree. A hundred percent, maybe conspiracy theory time. I a hundred percent believe that if EA had not stepped in and moneyed their way into the pocketbooks of Bioware, I think Bioware would be City Project Red. I think that they would be the people who make one big ass game every five years. A hundred percent. Yeah, I could see that. How many games? Okay, so EA has made they made Anthem. They did Apex Legends. These are games this year, right? Yeah. Uh, CS Solitude is EA Originals. So yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, that's it. Star Wars later. <laughs> or, you mean already released or coming out later? Today? That's that's released uh, this year so far. Oh, okay, so far. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. They've, they've released like three games. But I, I still... I, I don't even think it's a numbers thing, like number of releases, because honestly, most publishers should only be putting out three to four games a year total anyways to not crowd themselves. But the things they're releasing are so unimpressive. Well, like, the reason... I mean, but now we're like... 
games as a service has slowed down game releases drastically. Yeah. If you go back, because I, I looked at this, I was like, let me go back and look during like the PS2 and Game Gear. They released, I think EA released 40 something games in a year. Did you? Uh, I I had a debate with David Jaffe, the creator of God of War, a while ago, and uh, one, he he was arguing in defense of games as a service from a game developer standpoint. Mm. And my counterpoint was what happened to Rockstar, where Rockstar used to put out a game every sixteen months. It was bully. Yeah. It was then that we got uh like we got oh over here's another Grand Theft Auto. Oh Man over Hunt. here's Manhunt. Like they were doing stuff back to back, and then they realized oh we can just release patches for GTA Five that are big and good and make so hundreds of millions of dollars we don't need to make new games and i was like oh that sucks it, it does and ea i can't sit here i don't know how he can't sit there and say that he can't see why you know what i'm saying like i just with, with anthem you're sitting there and you're, you're telling now anthem's gonna be this and that and that this is one of the worst fall from graces that i've seen a, a studio ever bioware used to be that studio that was you knew like kotor uh, Jade Empire. Jade Empire. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you knew when you played a Bioware game, man, it might be rough, right? Like Mass Effect 1, it was rough. It might be rough around the edges, but they'll refine it. They'll get make things better. And it's still going to be a good game at the end of the day. I, I played all of those games that we talked, and they were just like back to back to back. It was Jade Empire. It was uh, KOTOR. It was just, there was just all these cool games. Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2. And then it just got into EA. Then EA happened to them. And it's just... It's not the same. I don't think EA, like they, they ruin Need for Speed. Like there hasn't been a good oh, Need yeah. for Speed game oh. in how long? Like EA crashed. Apparently, apparently one is still coming out this year. What? <laughs> yeah, they said what? they said one's coming out this year. They just didn't ever really talk about it. But yeah, it's, there's a few things they didn't talk about at E3. Well, apparently, sure. apparently, I assume they're going to tell us about it this month because it's going to come out in what, like, october it's usually it's a november release like that like well they have they have now star wars on the 15th so they may do in october yeah so they still have they have fifa madden nhl nhl surprisingly is coming out that's good and then uh star wars those are the ones that i know of that are still coming out but they they just the games as a service slowed down game releases heavily i think for big publishers like ubisoft said they don't even want to make that many games every year anymore i I don't know if i would put blame solely on games as a service i mean last gen on the ps3 from we had just from naughty dog we had uncharted one two three the last of us so far we've had uncharted four and what's it and the other one the one that started as a dlc chapter oh i like that one yeah Uh, lost legacy yeah and then we're gonna get the last of us part two Nothing from Naughty Dog or Sony is from a games of a service. It's just games take longer to develop. Mm. Mm, I, I guess I guess we're more okay with those slow releases because it's gym after gym, whereas EA just randomly crapped something out. So yeah, you now can't, we're, you we're, can't spend five years on Anthem and release it how it did. It, and EA is a publisher with so many different IPs. I mean, if you look at Sony, if you're going to compare publisher to publisher. Sony, I mean, Sony, a little slow starting out, but then they, they picked up the releases in terms of what they were doing. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you, the quality of what Sony's doing is so, I mean, I think if Anthem was as high as quality of Uncharted 4, you know, or mm-hmm. as high as quality as The Last of Us, I don't think people would be complaining as much oh. about EA, but the quality is nowhere near, not even in the league of those, of those I mean, games, you know? Let, let's just face it. If EA came out right now and just randomly just ghost dropped on us a huge Dead Space 4 that was great, we'd all line up and celebrate it. But the thing is that they don't. They don't drop any good games. Everything is like got weird. Bad, they drop bad games. That's well, what makes this Nate, what do you think? Uh, why do you think Rockstar stopped making so many games? Rockstar, Rockstar's 
has no rush. Well, but that's Grand what Theft I mean, Auto though. 5, not even just as a game as a service. Grand Theft Auto Five is continually in the top ten sellers. Well, that's because they pair. That's because they. That's because they pair the game with shark cards. Well, a lot of people are buying Grand Theft Auto Five because they're going into the GTA Online. But yes. Rockstar's always gone to the beat of their own drum. Rockstar also doesn't have to answer to anybody. I mean, they answer at Take Two, don't they? They so, answer. It, it's an so interest, They have. It's a weird thing. Rockstar could say to Take Two, "Fuck off. We're taking ten years to make the next Grand Theft Auto," and Take Two is like, "Cool," because you guys will make ten billion dollars. Mm-hmm. We're not in a rush. I wonder so if, well, what if, if you think if Grand Theft Auto Online wasn't doing as well as it is, do you think that Take Two would be like, "All right, let's let's get a game out here"? They yeah. probably would have gotten something out by next year. Yeah, if there wasn't the longevity aspect of it, they would definitely put out another game quicker. So that's why I think with like Red Dead Redemption 2 and the online of that not doing as hot and having a lot of issues, mm-hmm. that we're going to see another game from them sooner rather than later since that game isn't really living on past its release but, and everyone initially those, playing it. But those filler games tend to be something a little closer to like Max Payne. Like that's... Right. We might go to less open Max world, Payne, very linear. Yeah. Do, like they could throw out something smaller to, to ease the time between that, the next Grand Theft Auto. There's that rumor going around that that really blew up this week that it sounds like they're doubling down and working extra hard now to finish Bully 2, and it's going to bring back the character, but now he's in college. And it sounds like, from the way I read that article, it makes it sound like Red Dead Redemption 2 not doing great. They were like, okay, we made our billions, but let's reinvest that right now so we can make Bully a success right now. Because, uh, what you call it, they've made a ton of money from their microtransactions. Like, microtransactions make up more than half their business now, take two. Mm. That includes yeah. like if they sell a game and everything. No, no, no. Grand Theft Auto Online earns obscene amounts of money. Not even just selling the game, just microtransactions. It makes more doing that microtransactions than actually just selling the game to people. Isn't it the biggest entertainment money maker of all time? Yeah, yeah. it's anything. insane. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, honestly, if I was Rockstar and Take Two, I would just hang out and you know occasionally uh, you know, release the game too. To be honest, man, I I, I wouldn't. I would do a little bit more. I would get a yeah. little bit more involved with at least what's, you know, every game doesn't have to be uh, the level of a, uh, like a red dead or anything. Right. They've got other IPs, you know, they've got other IPs. So I would, I would kind of, you know, invest a little bit more, kind of get a couple more games out. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like at least like a game or two. Kind I of can't, I can't believe a midnight club has not come out with how bad yeah, Need for like speed's a, been doing. They're like a midnight club or like what else? I mean, like T- table tennis. Remember they actually did a, a oh, ping gosh. pong with, with a lot of depth. It, it was kind <laughs> that of game was pretty fun. Actually. It I'll was, give you that. Yeah. I mean, let's do it again. Yeah, give, those will pro- probably be super simplified. Throwing on a cell phone. Hell like, good. For I like, I understand. I understand why manhunt doesn't exist. I get that because yeah, it's, I, I I, that, I mean, that would be right, tough. You know? Right now is the 40th anniversary of the film The Warriors, and they made a Warriors game. Oh, they could have remastered yeah. that. And that game is Just so good. Remastering it. I beat that recently. What, like, what did you, Nate? What did you just say? Who's to say they're not remastering what it? The- they can really release it next year if they wanted to. Well, then we're I mean, you're taking a yeah, long why, time. Why wait, why wait till the 41st anniversary? Do it because on the 40th. It's part of just be like, oh, to celebrate. Yeah, it's a year off. I mean, it wouldn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah but it, it takes away from like the, ooh, I can't play. I don't know. It's a 40, it's it's still, nothing special about I mean, 41. It's still at the end of the day, it's the Warriors. Yeah. Dude, that game is. That was, that was a fun game. Yeah, it was a great game, but I remember listening to that trailer while working in GameStop and people would be like, oh, that game looks neat. And I said, like, you know, it's based on a movie. They're like, what's the movie called? Like, yeah, <laughs> people buying this game never heard of a film. They don't even know what the hell it is. They thought it was just a new game. 
I think I just think like looking at people who might be asking about that, like Manhunt, I think would be tough in this day and age because of just the sheer level of violence that it was. Because I remember they had to tone it down. They they censored it. Yeah, they they edited it out. You can get a patch that undoes the censoring. Basically, certain executions had this red tint that would go over it, and you just see the silhouettes. Yeah. I bet nowadays it'd be a lot more like because it was going to be it was going to be an adult rating from just violence. Mm-hmm. So they had to tone it down there. I think in this day and age with how uh, the internet is and everything, it would be very difficult, I think, to do Manhunt uh, the way, just what it's struck. They can do Grand Theft Auto because it's not as in your face, you know, with it. So I, I think it would be, it would yeah, just be harder. Maybe they could get away with it. May, Maybe. I, I, I think the difference is um, the satire of violence versus the glorification of violence. I do feel like Manhunt was Manhunt was supposed to gross you out. Like if you played the original Manhunt, there was a special thing where if you played it on Xbox, you could plug in a headset and you'd actually hear the guy. Uh, the director would say gross stuff in your ear, like <laughs> "Oh my god, I'm gonna nut." And like if it grossed you out when you said something on the mic, like "Oh," it would actually make a sign of the game. Like it was That's supposed funny. to shock you. That's funny. Yeah. And on top of that, like. And like you, you made a good point, you know, like the satire, because like you shoot somebody in the head and Mortal Kombat, they get right back up, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so, and that obviously that's not going to happen in, in Mayhem. So yeah, you're completely right about that. Mm-hmm. I, I think a manhunt could exist today. The ratings are a little different of how they actually like perceive stuff. But I mean, it's, it's still going to come down to how they approach the situation. And if it's just, you know, is it just horrific in the sense where people are puking? Or if it's just, hey, that's pretty gruesome, but you can still get away with an M rating. But nobody showed a butt, so it's all right. I mean, yeah. there, there is, the- <laughs> in, in GTA Five. there is full dick and balls. Like, there's a couple times you run into cult members, and there's just nutsacks swinging around. So I feel like censor- censoring is still not too uh, egregious. Hmm. I'd be curious to see if they could get away with that. That'd be interesting to see if they try a new manhunt. But I think you have a better chance of a new manhunt today than something like Midnight Club. Oh. I cannot. Yeah, I, there's a lot of licensing with cars and stuff. I get that, but Midnight Club was awesome. You know, the licensing with cars, music, and yeah. it's just the fact that racing games in the current market just aren't explosive. No, and they they want. They've already talked about it. They they want a game that's going to last a while with online and everything. And again, that's like just the yeah, focus. It really companies up to sell 15 million copies. It coming in and selling two million copies. They'd sit there and say, "Well, that was a failure." Yeah. Well, I mean, how many how many Grand Turismo? Grand Turismo actually sold pretty well, I thought. So I mean, they the I mean, people want a good Need for Speed. I bet I want. I wonder how many people would remember Midnight Club. I mean, it was, we had Midnight Club LA on the 360 that I remember playing. Mm-hmm. That was the last one, I think. I wonder yeah. if enough people would remember it just they, from that name. They've incorporated it, some of the mechanics and like the car customization stuff into the Grand Theft Auto series as a way to keep the idea of it going and i wouldn't be surprised if in a grand theft auto 6 with a lot of their online focus that they kind of turn a lot of like the fun races you do into a more like realistic option to have this midnight club access with the customization of the cars they can have in that grand tourism sport has sold an estimated 8 million copies that was in june last month uh that was reported but they gave away grand turismo with like the vr headset at one point so yeah it's not going to sell 15 midnight club would not sell 15 million copies at all um i wonder how much the latest need for speeds have sold mm. probably yeah not well. that's the that's the real problem we're running into my other question is what happens when we get into next gen are these companies still gonna think they're gonna sell 20 million copies of a game for the ps5 right away 
Probably not. Uh, right. I mean, I feel like what we're going to see is a I think the cross generation is going to be really messed up this next generation. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's purposely drug out on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One because they know it runs on the next generation. So I think the overlap is going to be a lot more egregious until the adoption rate picks up. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just shocked that EA can't figure out why people see them that way. It's it's weird. It's it's odd. Uh, but hey, they have a chance to turn it around because apparently the new Star Wars won't have microtransactions. All right. They get one clap. I like how that's like a, a source of praise. We're not going to put microtransactions in this, guys. Love us. It's, for now. It's, it's, yeah, for, for right. now. For now. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a single player game, though. They, they're really looking for praise. On, no, we're not going to put microtransactions <laughs> in a single player game. Well, th thank you. Thank you, EA. I, we, we appreciate that. Oh, but there's two levels of the game missing. We'll sell it to you for 10 bucks. Right. It's not a microtransaction. It's DLC. They're, they're going to season pass the hell out of the thing. I bet they're going to do the stupid thing where there's a season pass day one that's like 30 bucks. They promise you like three storylines. And if you prove it day one, you get a special booster or something. Different lightsaber color. Yep, 100%. Uh, so yeah, it lets you earn more you know, XP. You can level oh, up yeah, after. I hate yeah. that crap. Well, it's called surprise mechanics now. So oh, sorry, yeah. We, don't... we also got to talk about that because just a little bit ago they said that these are loot boxes and they're trying to change the name to with the with the with the parliament over there and everything like come on man like why are you calling them that why are you trying to be deceptive <laughs> like surprise mechanics just tell them for what it is your whole business is operated on microtransactions as soon as if FIFA, if they didn't have fifa and, oh, and the transactions, they're in trouble so they better they better think of something different going into the next <laughs> gen yeah. This is where it's weird, and it's like a devil's advocate here is, oh, no. I mean, yay, I offer these these loot boxes in my FIFA and my Maddens. Well, now, you as the consumer, if I have 10 million people buying them, I as a business are sitting there saying, well, I'm making money. You idiots are buying it. There's demand. Yeah. Stop no. buying FIFA, the damn thing. FIFA, FIFA uh, the last FIFA, I think it was FIFA, not quite FIFA, FIFA what are we on right now? FIFA 20 come out? FIFA 18 sold 24 million copies. Why you call, why change the name of them though? Like if they're loot boxes, they're loot boxes. Like if, if there's not a problem and the demand's there, everybody wants them. Why are you sitting there trying to change it's, the name? Why are you sitting there to, to avoid it? legal? It, it's legal stuff, but it's also perceptive spin. Because I mean, people like us and people all over the world have basically been going like loot boxes evil, loot boxes evil. Now they're sitting in a room where the people they're talking to might have only ever heard of loot boxes yeah. in that respect, where someone says loot boxes and evil in the same sentence. So they're just trying to spin it to try to have like a level playing ground to talk to people, them about basically, it yeah <laughs> they, they also called them loot boxes themselves though like yeah. they changed the name completely then don't sit there and call them surprise mechanics here they call them loot boxes when you're talking among yourselves and to the and to the gamers out there so that that's my issue <laughs> they talked about it on twitter that way they were like guys no no loot boxes in star wars and then like two weeks later they said oh surprise, surprise mechanics you know <laughs> then be see, that's that's like then that's purposefully being deceptive to everybody so that, yep. that's my issue like you're purposefully doing that then don't know if it's no problem it's not a big deal you know what i'm saying then then call them surprise mechanics from now on call them surprise mechanics yeah really oh man they they won't they'll, they'll they'll go back and forth probably between them or they'll come up with some other name i don't know well i mean that's that's the thing of bad business is obfuscation trying to confuse terms so that's why sometimes they'll call it a microtransaction sometimes they'll say these are special unlocks there's pay for shortcuts like they constantly change the name that way nobody can have a conversation i just think it's it. amazing that 
people still buy microtransactions in FIFA like that, considering at the, the next year they have to do it all over again. Because the people who... The core people who have these issues with EA, who say they are the devil of business, they aren't the ones doing that. It's the casual gamer who buys FIFA once a year, mm. puts his $60 down and say, I'm going to drop $1,000 in this game. <laughs> I want to build my ultimate team. I love FIFA. I play it eight hours a day for a year. Yeah. And that's all they do. Well, and they the enjoy it. They love what they're doing. There's there's that truck driver who does all the memes where he like drives down. He's like a British truck driver who does all sorts of like Twitter jokes where he like yells at people on the road. And he talks about the fact that all he does is drive his truck and come home and play FIFA on his Xbox One. And that's all he does. So he just spends all of his Twitter money on Xbox One. Oh so, man. That's crazy. It is what it is, though. I mean, if people yeah. want to if that's how people want to spend their money and that's how people want to you know, fund that type of thing, then let them. We'll see if the let's see if the, the bubble bursts at some point. But I, I don't know, man. Twenty four million. If you know if it does, they're gonna have they're gonna struggle because they're gonna go backwards quickly, uh, since they'll lose a ton of revenue all at once. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting if that if that does actually happen to the bubble burst. Uh Alan Wake. Alan yes. Wake might be coming back. And it not only it might be coming back, it might be going to other systems. Mm-hmm. which is very interesting. So the publishing rights apparently have reverted back to Remedy. They basically control all of Alan Wake now, which is was a an interesting bit of news to read kind of out of nowhere. And then they said, well, Alan Wake could technically go to any system. We could put it on a platform now. Maybe we'll do that. And, so, and, so. and they said in an investor call that they're expecting an extra $5 million of profit or something like that from past existing things being rebranded. That thing's, like get, that. that thing's getting remastered. You know oh, I'm so excited. Oh my God, I'm so excited. That thing's getting remastered. It's going to be a quick remaster, but I have a feeling they're going to put it on everything. Like I think mm-hmm. it's going everywhere. They're going to mm-hmm. put it on the PS4, the Switch, the PC, and they'll put it on the Xbox again. <laughs> yeah, well, because a lot of people forget this. Uh, Alan Wake ran at 600p. This was actually one of the launch, like earliest HD-ish games on the 360. So it actually ran at 600p. They could easily throw this on a Switch and run it at like full resolution. Yeah, yeah, they could definitely do that. Uh, drop it on there. Be kind of like yeah. one of those, like an LA Noir situation where it got a nice bump in resolution and everything. How did you already have the game ready, man? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I have all, all 3,000 of my games here alphabetized because I'm that kind of nerd. Oh, okay, I was just he, like, you like used the force and like just it just like went straight to your hand. I was I was like, yo, that was cool. Okay, go ahead, my bad. <laughs> uh, that's that's really cool though to see Alan Wake possibly come. Out. And then because I mean, the remaster could help to fund possibly a sequel even. Yeah, or or I'm very much hoping the collection actually includes American Nightmare because nobody played Alan Wake American Nightmare and it was actually pretty decent. I'm curious when they would actually get that out the door because maybe they. I wonder if they knew those rights were coming back to them mm-hmm. and they had been like playing around with it and thinking about it and maybe already working on it. Uh, maybe that's a next year thing. Maybe next year it'll be announced E3 that Alan Wake is getting a remaster. And then at the end of that, they announced that there's a uh, sequel coming down the line, like down the line for that. Y'all see, they made the opening level of Alan Wake 2 a couple of years ago. Did y'all ever see that? No, that's interesting. If, if you Google it, they gave the footage to Polygon, and Polygon got permission to post it. So if you look, there's the opening level of Alan Wake 2. Uh, and it's really interesting because it's Alan Wake like exists in the darkness now. He's like, instead of being saved at the end of Alan Wake, he just gets stuck in basically like hell. And it looks so different and so cool. And they they were very clear of like, well, 
we made the first level as a concept and then we just the microsoft approached us and said that they would fund quantum break so we were like well we gotta go that direction now so they just stopped yeah maybe it'll it might also have to do with like they might have to have halfway decent sales for control as well to help out with uh um with uh with alan wake funding I, I, say. I actually i actually played alan wake and beat it back in the day i don't i don't remember a damn thing about that game i, I remember literally that. nothing and i played and beat it and i i think i liked it i think um I but i don't remember anything. when did that game come out it was six right it was a long uh, time ago right alan yeah wake yeah came out 2010. i remember watching some tech videos yeah, on it because it was one of the first uh, games that really tried to push using multiple core processors on PC. I remember that was one of the things they talked about with the physics in it. And, and like I, the lighting and stuff, too. I remember that. It wasn't just the lighting, but the, all the in-game physics was done yeah. based on CPU because people were trying to start to move it over to other things. But then I also had a friend who I think beat it once every three months because he just loved it. He just it's kept cool. going back through it. I've beaten it five times. No joke. I've beaten it five times, including the DLC. Uh, when I bought my copy, it actually had all the DLC inside the box. They, this is one of those games where, like, there's an ending, and then if you do the DLC called The Signal, there's, like, a separate, even better ending. Oh, man. I, I don't remember that. I just I remember playing it and, like, using, like, the the like the, the, the flashlight and then, like, shooting, you know, and stuff like that. But I just don't – it just wasn't a very memorable game to me. But I'm, if they bring it back, that's cool. I might try it out again. But I, but I remember – Cause I was in, where was I in? That was college, or was I, I was out of college. One of those two. It was 2010. So I remember playing it. Yeah, around then. Um, and I just remember, I just don't remember anything about it. So if they brought it back, I'll try it out again. Wait, so that's make... um, that's that means next year would be the 10 year anniversary. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll make you okay. a deal, OJ. When it comes out, if it comes to Switch, I'm not even joking. Uh, chat can hold me to this. I'm gonna buy you a copy so you can stream it, and that's a legit offer. I love this game. I think you're gonna love it I'm, too, man. I'm down. I'm down for that. You Ooh, know? Yeah. Heck yeah. Another sponsored stream, man. Yeah, another <laughs> I don't get to do next week. <laughs> Got nice. like six or seven. <laughs> nah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, uh, Evan, you want to hit us with Discord questions that we have while I go over some of the super chats here? Yeah, we got a couple random ones. Uh, just many topics, I guess. Do you think Samsung could ever break into the game console market? <laughs> no. <laughs> they, I mean, they they have the they have the money probably to, but they, I mean. They provide a lot of chips for a lot of places, so I, I don't know. It'd be, it might be kind of tough for them to get the IPs around the game to do it. I think they can come up with the hardware, but to actually build the games would be a whole other thing. Um, so I don't think it'd be that. Like Google is having a hard time as it is, so I don't. I don't think it'd be easy for Samsung. Google's not even making a physical console either. Yeah, it's they, hard for yeah, them. yeah, it's just hard for them. They, I mean, they to even make a game at this point. Like, we're still waiting for Google to even make a game and show it to us. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Samsung would. Uh, I think Apple would have a better shot than Samsung because they have the money. Um, what's another Discord question, Evan? I'm actually gonna cut this one down. Um, what game, I guess, for each of us, have we invested the most time and money into? time and uh, money Ooh. i would just I, have to say offhand just because of how it was world of warcraft even same. today is still like i'm pretty sure that's the top for my list i i played world of warcraft every day for i think six and a half or seven years so and you paid 15 dollars a month to play yeah. that game plus the 60 dollars expansions i probably paid at least a couple thousand dollars to world of warcraft uh, smash maybe smash four because i don't play mmos 
But mm-hmm. Smash 4, I bought like, or just if you want to include like the 3DS and the, and the Wii U version. So I bought both of those. So that's a hundred something. Then all the DLC for both of them that's, has a couple hundred dollars of DLC when you add up everything. So probably Smash 4 for me. I think the Borderlands series overall because of the amount of DLC and time and how many times I've purchased it on different consoles. Um, I've played, I think, 12,000 matches in Halo 3. So I'm going to go with Halo 3 or just Halo in general. I spent way, way too much time in that game. Halo 2 and 1 were just as much too. So yeah, just Halo in general. Yeah, the Halo franchise, I guess. I mean, dude, I've played so much Halo. Oh my gosh. When the no, original I, Xbox I came out and it was Halo 1, I mean, you know, we, we used to play, I used to play Halo 3 all the time back in the day. Uh, but when the original Xbox came out and we were doing LAN connections and stuff in, yes. the, in the house, it was it was over, man. So it was just the, Halo. My favorite time, like my favorite multiplayer game ever in terms of experience is Halo 1 LAN. I, don't, I think still to this day, you can do Halo 1 LAN and it would be still a superior experience than so many other things out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw uh, he caught modern modern vintage gamer did Halo. I think it was all all the generations of the Xbox land together. I think they did Halo. He did Halo um, right. and it worked. I did it. I did Halo land in college with just four people. And that was like, yo, this is better than like Call of Duty. Yep. Like yeah. I was having more fun than playing like COD online and all that. It, it, yeah. it's, even with that low amount of people, it's fun. We had we had clubs in my college for that, and we had a media department because we did a lot of like video editing and stuff. So we had giant projection screens and stuff for it. It was fantastic. We we would. Uh, my one buddy had like the land thing you need, like the the brain hub thing. And every single birthday, I mean, it could be Arbor Day, Flag Day, no matter what, we would all get together and have a land party every single time. So we had like literally like twelve land parties a year. So Dude, freaking fun. It was Halo at OJ's in high school. That's how it was. <laughs> my mom was a, my mom was a nurse, so she would leave at night. So Halo at OJ's this weekend. Halo at OJ's. My, Halo my at buddy, OJ's. My buddy's mom was a flight attendant and he didn't have a dad. So she'd be gone like all weekend, like doing flying to Japan and stuff. And he'd be like, all right, guys, the fridge is full of Mountain Dew. Let's hook this bitch up. <laughs> we would just play Halo every weekend at my house. And we'd go to somebody, a big Chris's house and play Halo. It was just, that's all I played at one point, man. It was just that. It was just Halo, Halo 1. All throughout high, like high school, just Halo, Halo 1 and Halo 2. Just, Evan, Halo coming to PC. I see. I see. Evan's going to get into Halo then. Mouse and keyboard destroy some people there you go go. uh let me get through some of the super chats here dark uh type says uh nintendo labo kit 5 build your own controller there you go that's how we're going to revolutionize controllers gonna be made out of cardboard uh atrocity knight says with rgt interested in the mini now if he wants to dock it he'll have to get a pro controller (laughs) you would think that but he'll, he'll figure out a way around that um Sean is off doing birthday stuff right now, by the way, for anyone wondering where he is. So uh, happy birthday to Sean. He's been celebrating uh, his birthday all week. Dude, yeah. he's having like a birthday tour right now, man. <laughs> that, that man tweets out a picture of a cake every 30 minutes, I swear to God. <laughs> he's like, he's so happy he's alive. Like he got like shot last year or something like that. <laughs> like, like he didn't make, he almost didn't make it. <laughs> Uh, Jaden with a dollar and a message. Thanks, Jaden. Andy Ackerman says Dreamcast Fall Guy is the best. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, Deathwish Cassidy says, Is it possible to use Rumble to add artificial weight to a controller? Say you carry something heavy in game, your controller becomes heavier. I don't know. I'm just taking a guess at different ways to uh try to change up the controller itself. 
I don't know how, if that would work. That, that's an interesting idea, though, to change somehow be able to change, I guess, how the controller feels in your hand, depending on what you're doing in the game outside of just rumble. Um, it's not a bad idea. I'm just trying to figure out how they would actually like make that work. Although HD rumble is kind of interesting now. I wonder if they take that to the next level. I hate rumble. I don't know why. The last like 10 years, I hate rumble. Hate yeah. it. Uh, Ethan R says off topic, poor Masuda. Those Pokemon fans are bad. Mm. Yep. Or, yep. Or exaggerating. Like, are they talking about the whole false accusation stuff? Is that what he's talking about? I'm going to go with sure. Okay. okay. What's it? Yeah, it, was just one, it was just one person being a, being a freaking idiot. And then okay. a website reported on it tried to, and gave them clout for yeah, it. Yeah, that's that website sucks. <laughs> so so yeah, just one website then. We're so irresponsible to report that thing because then it spread. And yeah. you know what? Like, you, you call your fucking the website is called Soup. <laughs> Nintendo Soup. You didn't have to give them more clout by saying it. Bro, okay. don't go to you, that site. Go to I Nintendo. Think somebody, I think posted Nintendo, Nintendo oatmeal. Nintendo chowder. Was it? Was it? Uh, <laughs> Nintendo I, it was, Crunch. It was Evan. I think you might have linked me to that. And yeah, I, I, like, I showed you that. Weird. We were. It was a weird conversation. I didn't even read it. I didn't even read the thing. I was like, that's weird. Okay. Weird. I mean, I get it because you don't want people to have false accusations going unchecked. So I get that, but I think it's just a silly situation because now people are blaming Pokemon fans, and it's not really Pokemon fans, you know. So it's just it gets out of hand, you know. Like what should have been done was just basically whoever was it posted on Twitter was like they should have just reported that, like Mm -hmm. like, reported the tweet, just get the tweet taken down. That's what it should have been. What should have happened? I mean, if people want quality news reporting, they should go to Christian Gaming Network. (laughs) Oh (laughs) man! If if my Nintendo news doesn't come from the Lord's mouth, it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! It's ethical, and there's no entitlement. Uh, Ziljan65 says, uh, no one should ever support or buy any game EA makes or has anything to do with. If they have anything to do with it, avoid no EA games, period. I, I've, I've had Zilj- uh, Ziljan on, on the show, and he is steadfast with that. The, only, the, only, the only issue we run into is they have the NFL license, and they, they know what they're doing with that. They're like, we're going to take this, we'll add the microtransactions, and if you want football, you got to buy it. If yeah, Barrett complains they, about EA 100 on my channel, then buys then buys Madden. <laughs> you'll complain, and then he'll. I mean, he has to. What else do you do? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the thing. He he has no choice. I they mean, just have a stronghold on certain games I want from certain series. So. Even, even FIFA, uh, what you call it, Pro Evolution Soccer, still doesn't really get any looks. Um, it almost made oh. it onto the PlayStation Plus, but Sony even cut it off. So, Pro yeah. Evo has its own issues of why no one pays attention to it i remember um 2005 it was actually good back then pro evo used to be excellent yeah ea noticed that pro evo was kicking its ass so they stepped up their game with fifa and they just demolished pro evo and now konami's just like we suck. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is like EA again, then they fell in love with the microtransactions, built Ultimate Team, and now EA, or now FIFA just feels like the same game every year now. Well, this should be where Konami steps up. Instead, they're just like, Yeah, we don't know what the hell we're doing. We forgot yeah, what it was. You're right. But Konami's now in love with slot machines. Well, they make billions on them. There you I, go. It's it's all this it's all this gambling and slot machine stuff. Ugh. 
thrown in games. This is why I'm playing GameCube games. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad idea, to be honest. Uh, let me uh, let me go through. Uh, Sokar says EA poor management of studios, trend of studios closing. They keep closing yeah. studios. They do. Yeah. They close a lot of studios. Um, I, I also do think some of the people from those studios probably leave because EA is probably not the best management, like you're saying. So, like, like Bioware has gone through a lot of people, right, Nate? Like yeah. Bioware, it's not at all They're the same. Not the Bioware. same company they were ten years ago. I can't imagine that EA management is like exciting for them to go work for every day, though. So, eh. um. Ross, the boss, says, I worked with the first employee for Bioware, Scott uh, Gregg. Scott Gregg. Uh, EA bought out all the talent. They definitely forced all senior staff out within one year. Does it, they think they needed, like, the yes men that were there, or the yes employees? Maybe. I don't know. Um, part of the reporting was just that a lot of people weren't happy. Like, a lot of people just thought that the, the new environment was so much more corporate and less creatively freeing. So a lot of people just straight up, like, I think that a lot of them got offered like bonuses. Like if you want to leave, you are, you're not just walking out uh, empty handed. So a lot of people are like, all right, in that case, bye. Uh, let's see. Uh, Atlanta with a dollar, no message. Thanks. And then Matthew McFetters with a dollar, no message. Thank you there. Uh, Evan, we have another discord question before we move on to uh, the next. Oh uh, yeah. We can go with what are your personal favorite controllers? It can be for any console and third party, even personal oh, controllers? dog. Oh my gosh, man. You, gotta, you gotta let that thing go. No, yeah. the dog will never be put down. I thought yours was like breaking or something. It was, and I got some electrical cleaner and it works good as new. I, I'm kind of 50-50. I really am obsessed with the Game Boy Advance, which I know is a little bit cheating, and the original PlayStation. The PS1 default controller was one ounce. It was so nice. It was so compact. And something about like the way the Game Boy Advance fits in my hand is just so uniquely comfortable. My my favorite controller probably is probably the I'm gonna say the Xbox 360 controller. Yeah, that was I mean, that was a really good controller. My real favorite is probably the Wave Bird. Well, I was gonna say GameCube controller is right there too. I have I have 360 controller, GameCube controller, PS2 controller, Super Nintendo controller. Those are the those are my like four right there. Yeah, at, at the time, best feeling like best memorable feeling would have been Super Nintendo controller for me. Like. It was perfect for my hand size when I was a kid, and it was just all smooth, and the buttons were just high enough off of it to feel great. It was awesome. I, I personally love the Switch Switch Pro controller, the Xenoblade Chronicles. 2 I Pro cannot controller. stand the analog sticks on that thing. I, I I I just like it. I like the Switch Pro controller, and I like the Xbox Xbox One controller, the Xbox 360 controller. That D pad is the the original 360. That one of the worst D pads ever created. Um, but although a lot of games didn't need the D-pad. Also, the Wii U Pro Controller, I actually really like the Wii U Pro Controller. It's super light, and it lasts 80 hours on a single charge. So Jesus. Yeah, it lasts yeah. a long time. I, I also like the Duke, though. I like the Duke Controller. Interesting. The, the, like the, the original, the, the big one. Yeah, the, one the original big... Xbox behemoth controller <laughs> that was the size of a toaster. I like the S-Type when they I like the, Yeah, I like the S-Type more than the Duke. Although my hands are big, so the Duke was my The Duke I'm was playing... fine. Playing Halo with the Duke, it just felt so right of hitting like the white button to put on the flashlight and everything. I will it, say that those posi the positioning of those buttons, white that, and black, that controller was so perfect for Halo One. It it was good. I have tiny hands though, so when I was holding that thing, it definitely felt like I was like holding onto the console I, itself. I have memories of a very violent rumble from that controller. Well, so there. 
there was a mod back in the day that was going around an early internet, the early 2000s internet, where there was so much electricity going into the controller for the vibration of the Duke. You could cut the edges of the controller off and purposely put like little pieces of foil and it would actually shock you. And people were playing a version of Halo where every time you got hit, you got shocked. Right, they called that's it Psycho Halo. That's funny. <laughs> it was awesome. I tried to do it actually. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so no one said 64. That's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no one said Dreamcast. It's probably good, too. I don't, I don't hate the Dreamcast controller. I thought and... it was fine. It functioned for its time. <laughs> yeah, for its time. It I, only, okay. so I love the Dreamcast controller. I think that the, the D-pad on it is actually sharp. A lot of really? times, if I, I, don't, I, don't if like I played it. hours and hours and hours of like uh, Marvel's Capcom Two on there, I like the D pad. It would actually cut into my thumb. Anybody oh, who's even like sharp, like it was good. I didn't like the D pad that much on that. Thumb. No, no, it was it was literally pointed. It was not good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let me. Let's. Uh, we're actually gonna shift over to Sony and then buying studios. This was. Jim Ryan, I believe, talking about how Sony is looking into similar to what Microsoft has done. They didn't really say how many studios or any studios really they were looking into, but that they would be thinking about picking up a studio or two, some acquisitions going into the next generation. And I think a lot of it has to do with them kind of stepping back and doing less releases, but giving their first-party developers more time to work on the games. And I guess they figure, well, if we're going to do that, we need more studios so we can make more games that way. It was an interesting thing to hear about after Microsoft buying so many studios, but then it also got everyone wondering who would they buy. I mean, you, you guys have any ideas who Sony could buy? I mean, they gotta buy Spider-Man team. I mean, they. Gotta, you, think, you think so? A hundred million percent. So my my girlfriend is playing through it right now for the first time. She sat down with Spider-Man after watching the new movie, and uh, she's playing it right now. And it's so interesting to watch somebody just play a game that controls so intuitively like she's instantly doing combos and stuff sony needs a team like that they need them i wonder if insomniac would be okay with getting purchased that'd be interesting if they were i think i think they'd I be think so. i think they'd be good why, why would they be why would they not like it because this was the same company who was exclusively to sony for years and then they said no we want to go off and release games on other platforms and that's why we got sunset overdrive and we saw them do things like song of the deep they were only with Sony, but they wanted to expand. They wanted to branch out from beyond. Didn't they also Sony do Fuse? Well. Yeah, that terrible game. But they also can't make Sunset Overdrive 2 unless somebody funds it, right? Like they, they... Need, they need somebody to fund it. Isn't Insomniac super tiny? I think I read somewhere they're like a 150-man team or something. Right? Yeah, they... large, a large indie developer, essentially, yeah. what they are. Yeah, so like they, the fact that they can't get funding for something like uh, Sunset Overdrive 2 is is maybe a little concerning. Um, I mean, that could have just been Microsoft's way of thinking at that time. Whereas mm -hmm. now going into the next gen, Microsoft's thought process may have changed and they'd be more open to the that's idea true. of a sequel. Yeah, that's true. I, I must feel like, though, Microsoft doesn't necessarily want to do... I, like, I feel like they want a lot of their stuff to be in-house almost like they're they're buying all these studios up and if you remember in the 360 era they did a lot of like mercenary developers basically where they'd come in they develop and then leave and that's why they got to the point where they were having a hard time getting games out i wonder if they just don't maybe that's why maybe they're like well we want to buy you <laughs> insomnia insomniac's like well we we can't be bought yet um i thought 
that Sony should buy someone like Bluepoint. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I a million percent think Microsoft should have done it when they had a chance. Uh, Bluepoint made, uh, I, or, or sorry, I'm, I'm mixing up a uh, blue hole with Bluepoint. Never mind, sorry. Yeah, Bluepoint with Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, uh, the collection there, and the, of course the remaster they did, and they're working on something else right now. We don't know what, but they're working on something. I almost feel like they should just lock them up now. Just bring them in. Uh, they they obviously know what they're doing. They're very good at uh, remastering or remaking these games, but they could also, I think, probably build some other games as well. Um, that was one that crossed my mind. Everybody's saying Remedy. Like That's a bad buy. I don't think they... I think Remedy likes being able to throw stuff everywhere, and they just kind of finally fully separated themselves from Microsoft. Um, I don't think Remedy would take a buyout, no matter how lucrative. No. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. start throwing girls in those guys' faces, man, and they'll be like, eh. I, Did y'all see there's that Twitter video where, was it, what's Tim Sweeney? Or what, what's the name of the guy from Double Fine? I'm totally spacing out. The the guy, who, Tim Schaefer, yeah. Tim Schaefer did a Twitter video of being like, like, a lot of people are asking what happened, how, how we got purchased by Microsoft. Um, Xbox came to me and they said, we want to give you a lot of money. And I said, okay. And the video just ends. Yeah, that was like, it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, that's basically what most people would figure happens. Uh, but yeah, I think you guys might be onto something with insomniac though. Maybe they do want to get bought. Maybe they're, maybe they're done testing the waters and they're just like, you know what? We want to make the next Spider-Man. We don't want to worry about any like the money side of it on our end or anything. Let's just, let's just go do it. I mean, is it, I mean, this is a complete guess, but I, I would bet Spider-Man is probably their most successful game ever. Right. I mean, it's sold yeah. 10 copies or something now. Right. I mean, yep. Yep. So they're like, well, they're, they're obviously going to make a second one. We assume yeah. anyway. Um, so why not bring them in and make sure that's all done first party essentially. So I think Insomniac's released a lot of games people don't realize they released. Oh, yeah. Let's look at what they've released. Somebody was saying, did they do Resistance? Yeah, they're the Resistance studio. Dude, I'm an idiot. I love Resistance. And I had no idea. Let's take maybe a look. That's, maybe that's why we haven't seen one in a while. Because they you know, they're not trying to work with Sony with some of the stuff. Or, okay, here we go. Games developed. They developed. Since the original PlayStation, by the way, Spyro the Dragon... Spyro mm -hmm. 2, Ripto's Rage, Spyro, You're the Dragon, Ratchet and Clank, basically all the Ratchet and Clanks, Resistance, Fall of Man, Resistance 2, Resistance 3, more Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah, I, like, look at them from 98 until 2011. They made three Spyro games, about eight Ratchet and Clanks, and three Resistance. So I thought there was like, oh, did they not make the other ones? There's uh, two other Resistance games, isn't there? There's one they on did. Vita. They didn't make the Vita and the PSP one. Oh, yeah. Okay. They just made the original trilogy. Yeah, so they, I mean, at this point, they've developed for all of Sony's systems. Like, you might as well just make it official at this point. Why not? Oh, they're making something for the Magic Leap 1. That is weird. And they Seedling. have for Oculus Rift. Seedling. Hmm. That means they have some uh, experience in VR as well, by the way, and Sony's trying to push VR. So there you go. And Sony makes a lot of sense. But like, look at all that excess work. Those are contracts. They're making money from outside of Sony. So yeah, that's true. Like Insomniac, they're staying busy by getting more contract work and not being restrictive to just Sony saying, you're going to make Spider-Man 2. See you in five years. Also mm -hmm. dropping three phone games in 2015. Got to get that revenue. Right? Well, we'll see. They want to buy somebody, so I'll be 
curious if it's a, someone we've even heard of or if it's just someone random off the you know like an indie developer or something uh interesting you think they would buy i know they're kind of going more towards the west and everything but you think they would buy like a a bigger japanese publisher like a koei tecmo or something like that whoa that would that would be interesting if they did that i mean something i i think i like the most about sony is sony is really good at getting teams of people together and i definitely think that there is a possibility like like spawn saying is it could just be some random people we've never heard of and they make a great game it could just be they literally take a little bit of this team a little bit of this team and put them together and makes a studio it'll be interesting to see i i assume we'd hear about it before next gen starts so um i i assume maybe even i mean playstation did they announce that yet their playstation experience thing and we know mm. it's happening i don't even think we have a date do we they haven't officially said anything yet i wonder you think that's gonna be like december like is that gonna be really late in the year because yeah. if they haven't announced it yet yeah, for sure like we're if they want to do it in like september we're two months out from that so i assume it's happening in like december then it's gonna be like towards the end of the year and i guess that's where we'll see the playstation 5 or something or more talk about it. We go through some of these uh, super chats here. Uh, Quest for Glory Gamer says Samsung tried that. It's called the uh, Nuon. Yeah, they apparently did try a system. It's one no one ever heard of. Apparently, <laughs> I, I see it here. It looks like a VCR with a controller. Weird. Uh, Budget Gamer says Smash Community bullied a 15 year old girl. What's your take? <sighs> it's sad. <laughs> I read about that. That was real sad. I okay. don't know. I'm out of the loop on this one. It, some girl and, and I maybe Nate or, or uh, OJ knows more specifics, but it's some girl and she like went to a tournament and one of the best players was there and she chose like a random low tier character and beat the dude or something. And a bunch yeah. of people like bullied the hell out of her being it, like, why are you using a trash character? It, a low tier character considered to be kind of a uh, one trick gimmick as well. Yeah. But like it's, it's Isabel. The character is yeah. good. Isabel's a, a, a or B tier character, like lowest B tier. She's a she's better than Villager. And yeah, the Smash. I'm not even gonna say Smash Community. There are douchebags. There are douchebags that will sit there and do stuff. And listen, there's other stuff you know that I don't want to talk about with her. But yeah, she was bullied and she beat Ally. Okay, and Ally, oh, yeah. there's other stuff with him that's going on with him, and that's basically what happened. But there's douchebags in every single community, and that's basically what happened. Ally's a veteran; he's been around for a long time. He's a really good snake player. People like how he plays. She's nobody really knows her as much, and people. It's it, but it goes beyond just her beating that. But I don't want to get into the other stuff. But it goes beyond oh, yeah. her. Uh, yeah, and that was it. I only know the super, super surface level is always, and it, just that that bite of it seemed so sad. She, she didn't deserve to be bullied, though. Let me just say that one hundred percent. When I say there's other stuff, there's reasons like hate stuff. You know what I'm saying uh, against her because yeah, um, I, see, I see what's being said in chat. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get into all that, but yeah. Um, so basically, there's just that. There's just douchebags. There's just a bunch of douchebags that did it. It doesn't represent everybody, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and all that. But I mean, yeah, it was horrible. It was, it was absolutely horrible, and. You know, I I, I I feel for her. And she got sponsored, though. Good news. She got, Ooh, sponsored. Yeah, she got sponsored by Gravity Gaming. Now, so now she's officially sponsored so she can go to more tournaments. Look, I'm following her on Twitter right now. Yeah, hmm. yeah she's doing good. But, yeah, she's Isabel. And she, Isabel has this fishing got, rod. Got the fishing rod that they had. To, they nerfed the pullback on it because that was the problem everyone hated. But now it doesn't hit you on the way back. It's Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock and that thing jacked me up at the beginning <laughs> when Smash came for, I was like, how do I beat this fishing rod? I, I didn't know how to beat it. So yeah, she's good. She's a good player though. She's 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 damn good. So what? This is just from Smash Ultimate. 
Yeah. Yeah, ultimate. It's uh, it's it's the Smash Ultimate. It's the toxic community like image that keeps getting projected by the more vocal people within that community because it's been done a lot. Like they bullied someone actually into killing themselves at one point. Like, uh, and then it was a zero actually had to go to some tournaments with a bodyguard because of all the death threats he was getting. Like it's it's that there's the, very vocal people in that community who are horrible. Who's the dude? There was that dude who had a freaking lobster thrown at him on stage. He was like, oh, crap. Crap. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. Hungry crap. Box got a crap thrown at him on stage. He looked, he looked mad too. He got hit by that crab and he was like, who threw this? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they found that guy and they banned him for life from every yeah. tournament pretty much. I yeah. got hit by yeah. a crab while I'm trying to compete. I'm like, look, you pincer motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, it was after he just, cause he, cause he beat, it, it's, it's who you beat, right? So if you beat somebody that's a crowd favorite ally at the time, uh, crowd favorite, people know him. I mean, he, Hungrybox beat Mango. Everybody loves Mango, you know? So, like, if you beat Mango, then obviously, like, and people just, some people just don't like Hungrybox because of his attitude. So, it's just that. But no, he doesn't deserve to get any crap. But, but there are, there are a lot of pretentious douchebags that are in, in certain communities and games. I mean, and we see it in Overwatch. We've seen it in lots of stuff too, you know? So, yeah, it's just, I think with, with a uh, Smash, the trick is they still don't have necessarily like a centralized, uh, FGC community that has say over everything. Like there's still yeah. a bunch of little satellite communities. Whereas if they all kind of started working together and were more active at finding the people being this toxic and getting them the hell out of the community, it could be very beneficial. But it's, it's the community and it's even, it's also some of the pros within the scene yeah. who are just toxic. And if you remove them, you're going to get that fan base. We're going to get pissed off that their favorite pro isn't invited to the tournaments. And I mean, let's put it this way for the Smash community. Half of these tournaments, 90% of the people there don't know what deodorant is and they don't shower. Let's solve oh, that on. problem. <laughs> so this is this is Mario Baseball on the GameCube. What the hell is this? What? What segue is this? Because I because the GameCube era was so much better. I don't I don't I don't, well, I don't we didn't have online and we didn't that, have... that's what I'm saying. This was a good period in yeah. gaming. This is Mario oh. Baseball. I play yeah, it. I've been playing GameCube. it. Yeah, I mean, Smash was on GameCube, and, and that's kind of where all this was starting, anyway. That's that's a good point. But but <laughs> See, the internet wasn't as the internet wasn't as uh, available, so people didn't know like, each other so much. It seems like think worse things happen now that happened back in the melee era, though. I mean, I, I've heard some bad things happening, but it seems like because of social media, oh, yeah, and anonymity definitely pushes it. Oh yeah, because like because of social media and because of oh, but there's other stuff. There's people being douchebags at tournaments too. But man, it seems like but back then there wasn't as many people at tournaments. Like it's gotten a lot bigger. So I mean, yeah. that's also a factor as well. I mean, I was saying like back in, gee, 2005, I played in a Smash Melee tournament with a friend. It was a team based thing. Me and my friend, we ended up winning the thing, which just at a local mall. Probably had about 100 participants. Good sized crowd watching. Every time we ended a match, shook hands. And the other people were like, yo, guys, you are awesome at this game. And they watched, they watched play. We'd play more Smash after the thing. Everyone at that particular tournament was, we're having fun. We're playing the game. I, you know, like, hey, you're really good. Maybe I ended up beating you, but you had respect for that person. Now it's just a bunch of socially awkward assholes. Well, and, and I think part Ooh. of it is a, a lot of people really want to be internet famous now. Like so many people think that they can just, if you be a big enough dick, you'll get your day of internet fame. Somebody edited together all the people screaming during E3 this year. Like times where they're just like, we're going to be announcing and people are just like, shut up. Like people just screaming at the stage, the whole thing. It's like, shut up. I, I, I also want to say though, like most stuff, there's a lot of good people though. 
whether yeah. it's the community, there's a lot of good people. We've seen how much they raise, you know, for like Etika, like during like zero stream and stuff like that. There's a lot of good people. And unfortunately, sometimes the douchebags kind of override that, you know, in terms of what people are thinking. But so, it, I mean, it, that's why you need the positivity to drown these people out. It's just because they're the loudest. So for every one douchebag, there's a hundred great people in every community. It's just the ones that you, you see that there's more douchebags because they're the loudest. They're making the most think about something or they're trying to push something a certain way. And it's, it's just how it is. You can look at the Pokemon community for that. You can look at the Smash community. You can look at any like game following and anything in life. Like there's, that's how, that's how it it's is. Just, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, we have to, you just have to drown out that negativity. But like we've seen, like with the Grinch League, look how toxic the Smash base was. Was that Smash? I think that was just people, man. There's that a lot was, of Smash people too. That was the Grinch fan base. That was the, <laughs> the Grinch community. Was that it was, it was damn who? Specifically, yeah. the Jim Carrey version of that. They were specifically yes, <laughs> not the Benedict uh, animated film. No, <laughs> the Jim Carrey. It's so, that so this this is WrestleMania 19. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it was, see, you can see right there, you got Stone Cold, The Rock, and Kurt Angle on the cover at the same time. And what you would do in this game is you're left out of WrestleMania for the year, your character. So you had to thwart Vince McMahon's plan by killing construction workers. Yeah, you but know, did you say nice. was a chant for Kurt Angle still the you suck? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's in the game. It's in the game. <laughs> The, the, this is also Batankaitis. This is a fantastic everyone just have game. A, a pile of games they're pulling. And, from oh yeah, Brock Lesnar's in Brock Lesnar's in the game too. So this should come this, back. This is Dot Hack. Now Dot Hack is interesting because it's an anime about a video game that later on they decided to turn into a video game, and you're not necessarily playing the game; you're playing the people playing the game. This is part of a quadrilogy. This is a uh, light up boo. Uh, <laughs> I have it on my desk. It's very cool. I like him. He sits right here. This is Borderlands. Oh, I can't see anything. <laughs> Randy Pitchford's involved, so I really can't. You can't turn the camera the from it. Can you, uh, Spot? Can you hold up the uh, the Mario baseball again, real quick? I just want to point something out. Can we just take a second to appreciate on the cover of stuff like this, where it says bestseller you you know, right there, instead of like I I I hate like the player choice or like oh, yeah. the selling tags. The, it's, it's, it's exactly, fine. it's so clean, yep. it doesn't stick out. It's just Isn't says it bestseller. I know that's it looks fine. Awesome. I and like look, complete manual whole thing. Wow. Going for that complete GameCube collection. It's still one of the best GameCube games ever, though. I don't care. This uh, beautiful, beautiful Joe is an amazing game. It is still one of the best games. Yeah, I have Beautiful Joe already also over there. Why has no one brought out Fire Emblem for the GameCube yet? Come on, uh, okay. because because I have because it's getting it's getting shipped. I mean, it's on the way. I mean, it might be on the way. I mean, I don't I don't know. It's all the way down there, kind of tangled in between. Get a off your ass and get it. <laughs> well, I'll bring you guys Metal Gear Solid. How about that? This one, uh, I'm, 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 I'm hunting that one down too. Twin Snakes. Metal Gear Solid, Twin Snakes. I get, I got you guys this one. Let's go. All right, all right. Are we really gonna get out? This is such a. It's a. Who even care? Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> How dare you do that to that case? What's wrong with you? Do you guys, do you guys want to see my? Do you guys want to see my? Uh, do you guys want to see my uh, Panasonic Q? Yeah, it's in, it's in pieces right now. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it sounds like, like a video. Floor. It might be a video. I don't know. I replaced the fan actually with a fractal silent case fan because it was it was dead. It was shorting the system out. Dude, who else in 2019 is modding their Panasonic Q? No one. <laughs> Just me. Uh, 
So what's the eternal darkness? I'm going to whip out eternal darkness before we stop doing show and tell. Ooh, look at that. And I kept my $5 price tag on it just for fun. Nice. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's finish up with xCloud box. According to Brad Sams, it is back on. Apparently before we thought it was gone and it's still actually in development. Now it sounds like the Xbox Scarlet family is actually just one system. Remember we thought it might be two. There might be two yeah. SKUs, a cheaper one and a more expensive. Sounds like there's just one. It sounds like Sony's just going to have one system as well. And I honestly, there might be $500 systems. But uh, to see the xCloud box live on is interesting because I don't think it's going to come out when the next Xbox comes out, but it could come out like a year later and it would just be for the uh, xCloud streaming. And apparently it's going to make it so that, like, you know how like Google Stadia's controllers technically connects to your Wi-Fi router and not like whatever you're playing on. It's going to take some cues from that and try to cut down on latency for input and everything as well, where the system will actually uh, manage that and the visuals and everything managed by a server offsite. And we're thinking this thing might be, I think it might be a hundred dollars. Others people are thinking like 75 with a controller. I think that's too cheap considering the controller itself is like 50 or 60 bucks. I think it'll end up being like a hundred dollars. What do you, do you guys have any thoughts on an X cloud box? And if that would actually do well, if they even be able to explain it to the consumer, this is a company who just released an Xbox pure digital edition for $200, 250. $250. So I don't <laughs> right. see how they would possibly do an xCloud box any justice. Yeah. I mean, you think they might make that too expensive? You know, I think that might be yeah. 150 bucks. They probably I could see them come at it 200 Oh my gosh. There's no way. They're crazy. I mean, I I just don't, I don't, I don't trust any of the streaming stuff. Uh, people, some, uh, I had a bunch of tech people send me these really long wordy emails about how good streaming tech is now. Mm. I just can't. I can't picture the next generation of Xbox yet. I just can't. Uh, we'll see. I, I'll I'll believe it when I play it. Yeah, I'm still not completely sold on streaming at all. I mean, I, I the the what you call it, the founders thing is coming for Stadia, and I played the Stadia beta thing with Assassin's Creed, and it was okay. But I don't. I just I'm struggling with that right now because if you go if you travel a lot, they're trying to be like, oh, you can access it from anywhere, dude. We had a hard time playing Fortnite on the hotel Wi-Fi. You think I'm streaming a game through that? Yeah. Well. My older brother travels the world a lot. Like uh, he basically just works off a laptop doing translation work and he's down in Spain right now. And his worry is that every time he goes to another country, even though he has a Netflix subscription, when he logs into that country, each country has different streaming laws. So there's only certain shows available and stuff. So when he's in Canada, there's certain shows. So he's kind of worried about, okay, if I get a Google Stadia subscription, that way I'm not taking my consoles all over the world. Will it work in every country the same? Will I not actually be able to play like Destiny 2 if I have a, an American Destiny 2 save file? Is it just unplayable in Japan? And, and that's like questions they don't answer yet. Yeah, there's a lot of questions they have to answer. Go. Oh, were you saying something, OJ? Go ahead. Sorry, my bad. I thought your brother was like Nathan Drake. You said he was <laughs> he was traveling yeah. the world. Yeah. No, not not at all. He's a total nerd. He speaks like eight languages, but he's such a nerd about it. Like, let me tell you about the proper syntax of Portuguese. That's dope, man. I wish I could. Yeah, it's barely it's, speak two languages. It's barely speak language. Polyglot. Apparently, there's a word for it. it's polyglot. It's people who can speak like more than six languages, and it's a very rare. Uh, your brain just has to be able to do it. Yeah, well, I like that. Interesting. Um, <laughs> let me. Uh, let me get let me get some of the there are more super chests to go through as well. Evan, do we have another Discord question? We have a couple more, yeah. 
You want to go ahead and uh, go ahead rattle one off there? Uh, what is the likelihood slash possibility of Platinum Games and Nintendo developing a relationship like Rare and Nintendo had back in the SNES and N64 era? Exactly like that? Zero. Unless they own part I mean, of them. Nintendo's not going to buy stock in Platinum. Will they use them for exclusive games like they have been since the Wii U? Yes, we've seen that now already. But they're never going to own like 40% of Platinum. Um, I, I think maybe the relationship might be something similar to like maybe Next Level Games. Maybe something like that. Um, yeah, people forget Next Level Games isn't owned by Nintendo. Yeah, so I think the relationship will probably get something like like that, especially with Bayonetta three, and we have like what was it, uh, the Wonderful One One last gen. We had Bayonetta two. We have we have all these games that are coming from them. Uh, Astral Chain that's coming as well. So yeah, I think it's going to be more of in, in the lines of that than not necessarily like Rare because Nintendo, like like Nick said, Nintendo actually owned part of Rare. So okay. Okay, very cool. What's what's another one, Evan, the Air Force? Uh, this one's kind of limiting. I mean, I, I'll just read it out. I think there's only like two answers for this. What is your favorite video game based on a horror movie? And what is your favorite movie based on a horror game? Ooh. I mean, yeah. again, there's probably only like two answers. In uh, video game based on a horror movie? Uh, yeah. What is there? Saw and... Friday the Alien. 13th. Alien Isolation. Oh, yeah. Alien Isolation. Yeah, I go with the Alien Isolation. That's, 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 that's one I, of the best examples. Yeah. I'm actually going to go out of left field and say the thing. Um, the thing had a really interesting paranoia system where if people got too scared, they'd actually become the monsters. You actually had to to uh. occasionally do blood tests on yourself to prove you weren't the monster. When you found random survivors out in the like uh, out in the frost, you could blood test them, but there were only a certain amount of blood tests. So you had to just kind of blindly trust people. Sometimes it was really cool, actually. And that game was all like RNG based. Like you start a new game, it was completely different uh, every time like i think the keys were in exact spots but yeah where you encountered people was randomized every time I what about if extermination on the ps2 would count it was loosely based on the thing hmm. if what we're talking on the other part of that movies movies based on games definitely silent hill the first Silent oh, hill, was silent hill yeah I was say it's either the first silent hill or like the first one or two Resident Evil films. I, I like they got ridiculous. I like the first Resident Evil movie just because of the director's commentary for it was ridiculous. It but, is. I heard yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the Silent Hill one was great just for the skin suit. Wasn't was, there a? Uh, wasn't there a dead? There was a Dead Space animated, animated movie. Wasn't there? there's, there's two animated right. films. Yeah. Wasn't uh, there a House of the Dead movie? It's terrible. It's by Uwe Boll. I watched it. That's, that's, yeah. It was. Yeah. Can, we, can we consider like I guess back and forth like the best like video game one off of a horror thing because dead space is just event horizon kind of kind of yeah there's a on, on the topic of uve bowl uve bowl also did a blood rain uh, uh movie yeah. and it has like, the most awkward sex scene it, like randomly it's like i'm gonna kill you he made a lot of shit yeah yeah but, yeah but i mean if you've ever watched the documentary or someone did a report on why you know why that's ha literally how he makes his money is by forcing uh, whatever european government he's in at that time to just hand him money for making movies <laughs> that's all it is it was germany right germany would yeah. pay half all of his movies so even if they failed he'd get like a hundred million dollars uh let me go through some of the super chats here before we uh finish up do we have another discord question as well evan nope that is it we're covered let me get through some of the uh, <clears throat> super chats here. Uh, Matt M says Need for Speed Most Wanted from 2005 remastered. That game was awesome, by the way. Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh, that was I remember that on the 360, though. I remember playing it there 
as well as I think on the original Xbox. But I definitely remember playing on 360, and I actually like that game a lot. Hot Pursuit as well. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just Need for Speed back then was awesome. There was like a like a string of like four years where Need for Speed was just like good game after good game. Yeah, like Underground 2. Then you had Carbon. Then you had Most Wanted. It was just there were some good ones. Um, so Bull guy, he's 54, but he looked like he's 74. <laughs> he is one of the craziest guys. If, who, if you, who did he threaten to box or well, who no, did he box? He was a professional boxer originally and made millions of dollars doing that and decided to become a director afterward. And then one of his critics, he he had an open challenge of any critic in the world, he'd box them. So some dude actually flew to Germany and got his ass kicked. And the dude even admitted it was for a free vacation. He was like, yeah, Uwe Boll put me up in a nice hotel and beat my ass on camera, but I got a free trip to Germany. He is, uh, if there's a site called Letterboxd where you can like, review films and everything, and his account on there is probably the greatest because he reviews his own movies and it's like the director of this film is hot and he's great and I love this film so much five stars but then he'll review every other single film that comes out like even like top tier stuff and just trash it and these crazy reviews and it, it's hilarious Spider-Man does not have eight arms that is dumb and fake he, he will write like that and it's stupid and unbelievable I made the greatest you know video game movies of all time don't criticize me he, he's pretty funny uh von henry says uh what's up guys forgot the spawn cast is on because i was playing darksiders and red faction these are good games and you guys were right darksiders is very good the first darksiders yeah. awesome if you haven't played it. Know, dude. he's the yeah. homie uh mega nerd says spawn wave from the gamecube post on twitter again solid choice using that Mega Man x6 soundtrack as the background music if you ever want good background music just look up any of the Mega Man x soundtracks works yep. really really well um alcatraz says uh since ea shut down uh pandemic i have held a grudge to them yeah what when was that when early was 2010s that? was it 2010s and they made like the saboteur or whatever that was that was like their last yeah. game i love that, that game saboteur is actually that's actually a pretty good game yeah then they shut cool them down this yeah it was a cool concept there was no microtransactions in the game though right <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, there are no microtransactions. They they, they don't need. Yeah, they go. They let them go. I'm telling. 2009. It says they're uh, defunct. 2009. So right after Saboteur. Yeah. They may destroy all humans too. Well, now I hate EA even more. Yeah, Full Spectrum more. Full Spectrum more is actually an interesting game back then. I remember that one. Yeah, I, there's a documentary about how they did the soundtrack. That's really interesting. Pandemic made Triple Play 2002. They made the uh, the mercenaries games. Mercenaries, yeah, the, the second one, one, the second one for that. After they went out of business, you couldn't have your system online when you booted it up, or it would freeze and say it couldn't continue. Star Wars really? Battlefront Two. Wow, that's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, <laughs> Super Superhero Solutions has been waiting twenty seven years for uh, Axley Two. Um. Cam says, I uh, love your content, guys. Watch watch Stranger Things yet. I think yes. some of you guys are really into that. I've binged it the whole way through. Yep, finished it as well. I watched part of it at a 4th of July barbecue, and it was good, but I haven't watched the rest of it yet. Yeah. I will say that I wasn't... The first three episodes felt off in terms of the writing and the camera and just how it was directed, but the season picked up. I enjoyed hmm. it. Okay. Uh two new Xboxes, one all digital and one normal. That's from Jake HDF. I think they'll do one that's just no disk drive, just all all digital. I don't know. Uh I feel like if they want to do all digital, they'll just do it next generate, not this generation generation after. And then honestly, the system will probably benefit because they won't need to spend money on the disk drive anymore. So they can put more into the actual system. 
Jacob Wilson, uh, no message and a dollar. And then I believe there were two, I think, over on Streamlabs. Uh, Big Jeff said, uh, just to be fair to EA on the FIFA thing, if you buy currency or earn it from the game last year, it does carry over. So like the currency carries over, but I guess the players don't. Well, that, that's a good note. That's I'm glad somebody added that in. I had no idea. Yeah, it's very, very nice of them. <laughs> they're like they smack you in the face and go, "Oh man, you dropped your wallet. Let me pick that up for you." I mean, to be to be honest, they could probably. I mean, it works because they sell it, but they could just update FIFA every year and just keep Ultimate Team going. Honestly, at this point, they should just make Ultimate Team free and separate it, and and just get a ton of player base that way as well. And they probably make more money. Most of these companies that do nothing but like live service stuff would probably get more money if their base game or the entry was free. I mean, that's what Fortnite did with their battle Royale stuff. And then there was, you know, more of the game you could buy. Te technically their base game was pay for until they then added Fortnite into it. But they figured it out. Yeah. They're like, wait a minute, we just make it free. So honestly, most of these companies should probably look at doing that anyway for some, just a mode of the full game even. Um, but I guess enough people buy it anyway. So, uh, Aiden Quinn said, did you guys see the Shantae 5 intro animation by Studio Trigger and how people on Twitter took a single frame of it as a Smash Bros. teaser? Oh, God. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, obviously, they wanted the trailer to do better, and that's a way. They've been campaigning actively to get Shantae in there, so that was a way for them to get get more people to watch the trailer. That's my. It was a publicity type of thing. If people ever just played the series of games, they'd notice the window looks like that in the games from previous games and it wasn't anything new they just had a look at the window and <laughs> i think I, I i think that it was also intentionally kind of made sure that, that that was in there as well uh, i don't know i mean there was also books on the shelf so they kind of confirmed shante reads <laughs> literate genies the best kind of genies uh, i mean isn't she in there as a spirit uh, uh i think she is i think shante's in there as a, as a spirit yeah hmm uh jacob wilson no message a dollar thank you uh the, the contagonist no message one dollar and then uh master smash says good evening gentlemen um i think i picture I, that in like a vincent price voice <laughs> well i guess we can finish up with uh the last topic i didn't actually i wasn't able to fit that last topic in the title uh we're, we'll quickly go over nintendo and their stance on censorship and sony and their stance on the censorship topic it's gotten kind of interesting now because Sony did a uh, a weird bit of censoring recently on Chris Star. 0.5 seconds right? of duty. Yep. 0.5 seconds. They took it out of the, uh, the intro cinematic. Nothing else. Just that. Hmm. But they had already posted it on their Japanese YouTube account. And it's fine there, apparently, until they bring it over to the West where they have to cut that part out. Hmm. Nintendo's or the PC version. I'm sorry. That's not the, the PC version's untouched. That's fine. Um, but they, Chris, they said in a post, we have to remove it from Sony. And they, they were, I, I feel like there was a little bit of spite in the blog post because they said 0.5 seconds rather than just like, you know, a, a small port or a second or something. They like, they, they broke out the decimals for that, yeah. uh, which was interesting. And then on the other side, that same week, the, some of the Q and a started getting published, translated and everything posted by Nintendo themselves for the the investors stuff and they said that hey we we have an app it's a parental app we don't we think censorship inhibits the 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 industry and we're not interested in doing that you know 
make sure your kids aren't into things like that if you don't want them to be. That was pretty much what Nintendo said. Um, what, do you, what do you guys think about it? It seems like they're going two different directions, and it's interesting because Nintendo was always supposedly known as the censoring company, and Sony wasn't, and now it's like weird. It's like the other way now. I, I think that the PlayStation censorship is minor, and people are blowing out of proportion a little bit, but I definitely don't think it should exist. Like I, I'm of two minds, which is why the hell are they doing it? It's just getting a bad headlines because a lot of the stuff like, okay, a half a second of sweet, sweet ass is weird to cut out of your game, which isn't a huge deal, but it's just why censor it at all? Like why, yeah, why right. do it? It's like a lot of work for what it is. If you really it, think about it, I don't know. it seems biased to me. That's that. It seems because it's the, a lot of these Japanese games, I mean, we've seen, isn't there like full like nudity in like the Order 1886? Isn't there like full, who's played that game? Who's beat that yeah, game? Yeah, I beat that game. Yeah. Isn't there like full like. Yeah, there's full yeah. balls. Yeah, so why is that okay? But this is being censored. Like they censored a logo the other time. And why is it okay to hammer, like to show people in E3 that you're hammering away at a guy's arm or somebody's arm? Like right. what was the last one? Why oh. is that okay to show the masses? But a little bit of that. So that's what it seems like it's like the, the sensibilities of Western versus Jap- Japan or whatever the Which case is. I think like, that's the biggest thing is when they localize. kind of weird is Sony use this type of content to basically make the Vita a success in Japan. Oh, that's a good point. They wanted these games on their platform because that's where the base was. Now that they don't have those games on their system, it's we're going to censor this stuff. And Nintendo has the games because they've inherited the Vita base with the Switch in Japan. So Nintendo's like, yeah, give us those Senran Kagura Peach Ball games. I, I just don't feel it's right to be sitting there and censoring. I mean, even if it's not that big of a deal, people are blown out of proportion. I, I don't think it's right to censor something like a natural female body or whatever the case is. But then but extreme violence does not happen. That is not normal. That's, oh, that's fine to show the kids. Let's show that at E3. That, that's, I, I just find that, I find that absolutely atrocious, in my opinion. It, it is. It, they are, so far, they have been minor th- things. I mean, I guess... You could argue the logo wasn't a minor thing. Well, it's uh, like we saw it with Devil May Cry. Didn't Sony censor Trish's ass crack? For I, don't like think got, I don't think we ever got a definitive answer for that, yeah, but it, it was weird that it was the PlayStation version that had that. Yeah. We, we never. I, I will say, though, when I was playing through the Xbox version, there was another scene uh, where they had a ray of light come down in front of a girl's butt, but the other part wasn't like censored like that it was weird so i don't i don't know it was all over the place but it was the only the playstation 4 version so of course we're drawing conclusions there and i didn't no one ever said anything about it so like capcom or sony that i saw um can you so, imagine if bayonetta was still on playstation she her, her hair would never like leave her body as clothes like I, we also <laughs> had another weird one which i think was dead or alive extreme three or four one yeah, of the, the newest, all on Scarlet, was... they, they took the they took the sun's sunscreen out or suntan lotion or something it was weird what? it was a weird thing yeah you can look it up it was something really str- i remember i read it and i was like that can't be right and I yeah the volleyball and it was right <laughs> switch isn't censored and the playstation 4 version is lacking it's like these weird things like these weird little things and i'm like why why okay that's odd it's just i guess the localization they're like we got to take that out for whatever reason because you know Americans. I don't agree with that. Sony, Sony and Nintendo kind of had this going on back in the GameCube PS2 era when you had BMX XXX as god awful of a game as it was. I remember the PS2 that. version had 
black sensor bars over the girl's boobs. And the GameCube one was like, nah, show those tits. I remember that. That was a, that was weird too. It didn't make any sense to us back then either. Uh, yeah, that that game made no because they made good Dave Mira BMX games. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it was this, and I was just I, even as a kid back then I was like, this is dumb. Like I don't. I mean, like we got real porn. If you want, to. I, I, <laughs> I mean, we need this for. That's a new you. game to get on that GameCube collection. It has like a it has like a fake Nintendo quote as like a Reggie Fizume puppet. It says, "Yeah, show them to." <laughs> now the story I, behind BMX Triple X or whatever, like it's that's actually really interesting how it came to be that game and the, how the studio made it. Is that a is that a, a, a hit towards a documentary that you're gonna make, George? No, no, no. There's actually some good ones already out there on YouTube yeah. about it. Okay. So, some people are saying I'm defending Sony. I I'm not. Censorship is dumb. I'm questioning why it exists. I guess maybe that sentence got mixed up. Because you're, so, you're you're pointing out that it's not even like these big things that they're yeah. removing, but they're spending obviously time. Like somebody's reviewing this. There's probably a department that's reviewing this and is like, can we do this? People are getting paid to figure that out. So it's yeah. like spending. Recording. like clearly sony is telling them recode this cutscene, re-edit this cut like that's a lot of work for a half a second of ass and that's yeah. why why do that yeah because there's a big difference between half second of ass and making all blood in the game a different color to try to dehumanize the violence it's like what are they doing like i wonder if sony's gonna do this to their own game that's the, we- okay so we would never know because they would figure this out before or during development, yeah. like we would probably never know. Then I want to see there should be nothing in like if they ever do anything like the order again, or there should be nothing in that. But I mean, like I said before, I, it kind of disgusts me. Do you know how we're gonna know is when Last of Us Two comes out because we've seen shots of it, yeah, and it was it was pretty violent. Uh, I'd be curious if it releases. What if it's not as violent when it comes out? Uh, well, they're, I not don't know. Vi- they're not censoring yeah. violence. Oh, that's true. They're just censoring sexual anything that's remotely sexual in content. They're censoring that type of stuff. So that's that's the issue that I have is that why is it seen as it's okay for this, was but not it, for was that? Was well, it just me, Max? Let me ask you this: What for some reason I was when I was playing God of War, it didn't feel as violent as the older God of Wars. Was that just me? Well, I think one of the main things is a yes. And I think the reason you had that sense, I was actually reviewing some earlier, like I was going over some earlier footage. I recorded a God of War and I noticed that nobody actually gets hacked up in the new God of War. They get blood on them. They don't get blood in like coming out of them. Whereas in the old God of Wars, you would literally like rip people apart. The only people who get really cleaved to pieces in the new God of War are the most inhuman, gooey, weird monsters that you're like ripping apart. And they're mm. filled. Like, the I mean, they, they did. They did a good job though, making the the stranger fight with uh, Kratos very brutal. But yeah. I, I didn't feel like there were moments in like the first or second God of War where you were like, oh man, like he's ripping out eyeballs of Cyclops and like doing some of the crazy. Do you stuff. think like with that example and with like also like censorship and and, and pseudo nudity, do you think it's because games are getting to a point where we're in that uncanny valley where some of these games just look real? And it, it comes to a point where you can't, like, you can look at God of War and some of the shots from that are they breathtaking. Look ridiculous. Yeah, look yeah. And maybe that's why they tone the violence down because at a point it's like, okay, that's just dis- disturbing in, in, in the people's eyes who are making it or Sony or whoever I, decided that. I mean, it's it's weird. Like, Nintendo, we've seen Nintendo censor their own games. We saw it with Xenoblade Chronicles X. We saw it yeah. with Fire Emblem on the 3DS where they actually added, like, a curtain that made the bathing suit scene seem actually more sexual than it would have been just if they would have just showed the character's ass in a bathing suit. So 
is it like as some people in the chat have said, Sony is mostly doing this to anime games where the character looks underage, where it's the girl saying, I ain't just turned 18 today, but she looks like she's 12 and they over sexualize her. Like, is it's a is that type of censorship necessarily poor to basically, you know, remove that connotation of it looks like you're exploiting a 12 year old. Yeah, that, that type of stuff, like editing that stuff for American consumers, that makes perfect sense to me. Obviously you're just trying to make sure your game doesn't get banned by the ESRB. That stuff makes sense to me. It's, it's just other stuff. I, I guess I'm definitely a million percent in the OJ camp of why aren't they editing violence more? It's weird that like hyper violent games, like super a okay, like, Oh, you almost see the outer edge of a nipple too far. Well, or, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, I mean, they're, it goes through the like if a game goes through the ESRB, does it does like the company the console manufacturer have to go further than that even? That's the question. No, that, it it doesn't. That the, that game that got censored, the Omega Labyrinth game, for example, like they're censoring logos and the girl doesn't look underage. Okay, the girl looks like a, like a young lady. Maybe she can go for like sixteen or seventeen or whatever, but she can easily be twenty something. So that that they're do, they're going above and beyond. It's an Omega like logo or whatever made to represent like like put perfectly on her breast. Like there's no need to censor that. Like that, they're even going above. Yeah. This. It has nothing to do with like small children or whatever. Yeah, that know? type of censorship seems like it's going like yeah, it's a logo. What well, I mean, I'll use. The recent release leisure suit larry in the background there's a tower that looks like an ejaculating penis <laughs> did sony censor that logo on the playstation network i'm gonna I say no. don't know sony so. and the thing about it is that sometimes it seems like it's biased even against companies catherine full body edition the logo is literally the back of a girl's butt that's not censored oh that's atlas oh they give you exclusive games like persona let's lay off of them a little bit but then other smaller companies that don't give you that, all of a sudden they're get, they're getting logos censored. But Catherine Full Body was not censored. The logo wasn't censored on that. So that's there's inconsistency too that I see, and that's a, that's also a problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. like yeah, I mean, you, I, the company say I want to bring the game to the platform. Now you as the platform holder have the right to say yes, I want your game on my system. No, I don't want it. Here's the ESRB. They rate it. Then it comes down to the parents to decide. While looking at like the Omega box, if they look at it and say, This is a pair of tits, you're not buying the game, son. Yeah, that's it. If, any, if anything, parent. if anything, Sony like hit it a bit more for the, the kid to get away with it. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. It's um, it is weird to me because it's just I like let the parents decide really, but I think so Sony is like looking again at America as like we got to localize this, we got to change some stuff because we're localizing it. Um, I, mean, I prefer just stay. Let ESRB do it. They say it's good. Whatever. There you go. And like, like in the past, there have been games that were localized here, where they did remove some, you know, sexual innuendo, sexual connotation from the dialogue. But because the world in 1999 wasn't the world of 2019, we played the game in a state of ignorance. We didn't know what was removed. We didn't know what was edited for the sake of a U.S. release. Today, you don't get away with that right? because immediately someone's on YouTube and you're comparing it or like the Netflix re-release of that anime. Uh, what's the name of it? Evangelion. Yeah. Look how quick people are, you know, comparing subtitles and the actual dialogue to the new release to the prior release and saying, Oh, look, you removed this context and you completely changed the dialogue. Mm. You don't it's get like away with that. Climbing to the moon at the end. 
the song. <laughs> yeah. It's a good call. <clears throat> so it's, uh, it's an interesting situation. Really, every time, and what's interesting now is every time it happens, it just gets, it gets stacked on top of more and more and more and more. So it's going to keep getting pointed out, though. I'll say that. Keep getting pointed out. Um, but I guess that's uh, that's everything for tonight's podcast. Let me go around here. Uh, start with Max. Where can they find you, Max? Uh, YouTube.com slash Dreamcast Guy. I saw some people after we were talking about ActRaiser. So the game is called Soul Seraph. I'm going to have a very big uh, review up early Monday morning. I think I could post it at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Soul Seraph. So uh, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Dark Requiem says, I believe the Sony censorship thing is the result of them moving their headquarters from Japan to California. California is hypersensitive about everything. That's, that has nothing to do with it. The ESRB is for the whole United States, so it doesn't matter if they move to California. Are, are, they, are they trying to say that because Sony is becoming they're they're becoming more of a Western company? You know, like the PlayStation is not not like I Sony themselves. But like PlayStation in general are like not Western in the US, but I mean like Western outside of like they're becoming less reliant on Japan and more reliant on the United States, for example, in Europe and stuff. They, they No, they are. That That's yeah. true. But that doesn't mean that they have to start censoring 0.5 seconds of, of a boob or something like that. And violence is all of a sudden OK. So I don't and I live in California and we're not hyper super sensitive about 0.5 of a boob. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's a, that's a thing that you need to censor because you're in California now. You know, like I don't uh and then uh t joe says uh it's worth noting that nintendo censorship in the 90s was actually necessary because they didn't want to have the same trash games from the 2600 yeah i mean that was part of it yeah i mean they also had silver surfer though <laughs> yeah, there were some, there were some pretty bad nes games <laughs> they also had green blood and marvel combat for no reason other than they had like the sweat the the we used to call it the sweat that would come off of yeah i mean that was them trying to project a family image they didn't yeah. want blood. They didn't want to have violence on their system. Also, Night Trap is never going to be ever be on a Nintendo system ever. It's on Switch. <laughs> he was joking. <laughs> that's what, that's what Andrew Lincoln said, man. It's yeah, never, he was never coming. Never. It's never. Andrew Lincoln should come back. Never. <laughs> he was he was good in the Icons documentary. Go watch it. It was good. Uh, Evan, where can they find him, man? You can just find me on Twitter at Kimmerix Project. I usually stream or I'm doing something random, and you can hear about it there first and then swing by. Okay. Can, can I make a point real quick? So, I'm sorry, man. Guys, California has nothing to do with the ESRB. Okay? For all you people who don't live in California, stop bringing up California. That's, they have nothing to do with that. Jesus. So blame California? California is, there's not a California ratings board for video games, okay? Like, Sony's literally you know, stepping in because they feel like it. That's what the S in ESRB stands for. It stands for California. <laughs> Nothing to do right. with California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know uh, the truth. Uh, what about Jordan? Where can they find you, man? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Jordan Fringe. I just put out a brand new video yesterday, I believe. Yeah, yesterday. New Pokemon video. Go ahead and check it out if you're interested. Pokemon video. Yes, sir. Is it a is it a happy video or an angry video? That's a happy video. I'm not anything Pokemon I'm talking about on my channel is gonna be nothing about the video games. That's I don't want to jump into that. To that territory anytime soon okay uh <laughs> then uh nate where can they find you man they can find me on twitter at direct feed games a link to my youtube channel can be found there and i got some comparison videos coming up this week some gameplay footage of blazing chrome for switch and 
probably some gameplay footage of Senran Kagura Peach Ball. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> you want to see some pinball game where you smack the girl's ass and tits around with the paddles. That's why oh, you see Senran Kagura oh, footage. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab that on the PlayStation. Sweet. Th- Wait Nate? a minute. No. <laughs> Nate, Nate says tits. He says it the way my dad does. It'd be like, man, maybe you smack around some titties. That's right. You smack those tits around. <laughs> <laughs> so not so. It's, so the grit, no, it's, it's so gritty, though. The grit yeah. in the voice. It's <laughs> a lot, dude. This, Nate, this, when's, uh, when's the next Nate. discussion video coming, Nate? Uh, when something interesting happens. Okay. Maybe if we get some news on like the Mini or the Pro, maybe those get announced. Uh, the next Nate, Rich League. Nate, Nate hides his face because he does softcore. I'm telling you. I know, dude. <laughs> if, you just, if you just read like some literotica and you're just like, she got out them titties. Go on uh, to Skinamax at 3 a.m. There's Nate. <laughs> what about uh what about oj where can they find you man um yeah they can find me on uh youtube the player essence um i do videos we're doing a lot of fire emblem do a lot of nintendo videos do a lot of fire emblem a lot of you guys are coming over for that so thank you guys i appreciate the support so we're gonna have more fire emblem more astral chain uh more god eater i'm getting god eater review code or i'm getting the game so i'll be playing god eater upcoming this week and dragon quest builders too i'm gonna be getting those games uh so we're gonna have a lot of content on that and more on fire emblem i have one more because uh, I got to play Fire Emblem hands-on at Nintendo's headquarters in Los Angeles, or the Golan headquarters, PR. So I got one more video on that, showing off some new footage. And uh, yeah, and I stream on Twitch, so you guys can check out Player Essence on Twitch as well. Nice, nice. Fire Emblem coming out at the end of the end of the month. It's going to be fun. Less than, less than three weeks. All right, very good, very good. We'll finish up. Andy Ackerman says, never understood saying liberals are sensitive and conservatives are equally so, just for different things. I'm sure that'll go over well in the chat. Guys, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we'll see, wow, you, uh, we'll see you next uh, next weekend, next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll see you then.